episode number 51 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Fraser Klein and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, we've got uh, someone different on this show, someone who's already been on the show. Yeah, I'm uh, on the other side of things this time, it, Kyle. Um, yeah. I've just it, been here to be interviewed the last time or a couple of times. Yeah. And, and now I've actually got to take a bit of the lead with this, so a new experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll say is, um, you know, Fraser Klein, is, he's been on the show as an interview because of his superb CV. Um, he's a, one of the legends of, of British distance running. Um, numerous uh, titles and wins under your belt, uh, international podiums and international marathons and champion, Scottish marathon champion. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And five times. Five Scottish times. There you champion. go. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have had my notes on Fraser CV yeah. uh, next to me, but um, <clears throat> there's too many in too many notes. So just a, a kind of reminder for all the listeners. Um, if you haven't already listened to Fraser's interviews, he's been on twice actually. He's been on as uh, firstly as a full interview, and secondly as a Balmoral preview, I believe. Can't remember. Okay, so yeah. long ago. So many, <laughs> fifty, probably about forty episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you could just give us a, a brief outline of who you are and, and and what you do, and if you can remember. The, oh, right. the, well, the, top, um, the top results you, you <laughs> uh, oh right well very very briefly I mean I've been involved in running for oh 40 plus years <laughs> uh, I was actually a late starter and this is going to give away my age I didn't really get started until I was 18 19 okay um, started off doing cross country yeah. moved on to track a little bit of hill running um, but eventually found my place on the roads and yeah. uh, in the marathon, which tended to be my, my best event. So at the end of the day, I think I ran um, 22 marathons in under two hours, 20 minutes, and my best time was 2.11.50 back in 1984. Um, nowadays, <laughs> I don't do very much. I just try and do a little bit of running, but if I can get my weekly mileage into double figures, that's quite an achievement. Um, but it's good because, you know, I think running is a lifetime sport. You know, you can get something out of it no matter what age you are and I enjoyed my competitive days and being able to run all over the world and races world championships commonwealth games things like that but equally I get as much enjoyment now doing the yeah. occasional park run <laughs> and, and that's what's great about it yeah. you know, it doesn't you're still matter. doing pretty well you know I must say you're, you know that, that 40 odd years of, of running um, to still be able to go out and run you've had your ups and downs and um, but yeah, it must be quite quite good just to get out and, and go run. Yeah, I don't well. think anybody realises how good running is until you're forced to miss it for whatever yeah. reason. When you can't do it, that's when you realise, oh, you know, I wish I could be doing it. So the longer you can keep doing it, the better. Um, and as I say, it is something, you know, everything else being equal, you stay reasonably healthy, that you can do the whole yeah. of your life. You know, yeah. there's people... If you look at the age profile in races, you know there's there's growing numbers in the older age groups all the time. And they're um, still they're still beating a lot of the young the young whippersnappers anyway. Uh, one or two it. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So what we've got obviously Tom's not here this week. Um, I think we did mention in the last podcast that he's obviously in Boston and he's uh, we're going to talk about his result and uh, also also his wife Fiona was also running. Uh, so we'll talk about that later on in the show. And uh, also, we'll speak about a little bit about my training, a little bit about Fraser's training. Although Fraser's training might be just uh, a couple of sessions, <laughs> uh, a little bit of results in the in, in the local, in the national stage. 
some runners rants and finally we also have uh the, we've got to announce the prize winner as well for the um for the guess the time of of tom's run in at boston so that'll be yeah a, a jam-packed show um so right well what we'll start off with then is we'll get straight to it in terms of tom's tom's boston results so tom i'm, I'm sure he'll 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 say it himself he, he's he was 247 I think I should have that on I should have that ingrained because I'm going to be announcing the prize winner uh, later on so <laughs> um so yeah so what do you think of Boston then did you watch it Fraser um I only yeah. caught bits and pieces of it and yeah. picked up messages from a few people who were there I I don't know it'd be interesting to get the full feedback on it because yeah. the times weren't uh, across the board weren't particularly fast you know even if you look at the men's winning time two seven seems yeah. ridiculous to say it's not particularly fast yeah. but I mean Boston has been won in a lot quicker and it was a very very competitive race with a, an amazing yeah. sprint finish um, for uh, Chirono to to win by a couple of seconds I think yeah. it was I don't know, there was virtually nothing in it yeah. um, is it deceased uh, what's his name uh, the second place guy uh, the Ethiopian uh, Decisa. Decisa, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a phenomenal sprint finish. Imagine yeah. having a sprint finish in the marathon. I know, especially <laughs> after a course like Boston, oh, where yeah, it really yeah. does test your legs. I think. Have um, you ever had a sprint finish in a, a marathon? Uh, um, yeah, I had um, a rather unfortunate experience in that respect, and it was a lesson well learned. <laughs> It was the. Um, you didn't celebrate too early, did you? No, no, no. It was the, it's actually a pretty awful story. I'm not sure if legally I'm allowed to say, give the full details, but um, it was Casablanca Marathon in Morocco. And uh, it was a huge, huge event. It was one of the first international marathons it held. And um, to cut a long story short, there was a half marathon and a marathon on together. So to begin with, I had no idea who was doing the half marathon, who was doing the marathon. Yeah. So trying to work out who you should go with was, was really difficult. But the half marathoners cut off after 13 miles and we're left with three guys. Uh, and we battled on to about 20 and myself, and I won't name the guy, but another guy broke away from the third guy. And we really kicked in, bang, 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 trying to get away from each other until we got to about 24 miles. And uh, sort of looked at each other, and I thought, oh, right, what's going to happen now? And we're both totally gassed. Yeah. And he said, oh, you fancy just running in together? And I thought, oh, well, why not? Yeah, we've got it sewn up. It's either yeah. him or me. We've had a real good race at it, um, and it will conserve a wee bit of energy for whatever's coming next. Yeah. yeah. So that was the agreement. We'll run in together. Okay. Uh, so we come in at the finishing straight, and the crowd are going wild because I think there's going to be this exciting finish. And 20 metres or less from the line, the guy sprinted away oh, from me. No. And there was no time to react. I could not believe it. Uh, so he won by one second. And um, afterwards, the, there was a guy from Scotland, Bob Dalgleish, who was an official, but he was also pretty high up in the IAAF. Okay. And he came over to me and he said, what happened there? He says, it looked like you were just going to have a dead heat. Yeah. And I, I told him the story, he said, oh, I'll sort this. <laughs> he said, uh, because the, I suppose one of the factors was there was a considerable amount of prize money yeah. and there was quite a big difference between first and second. Right, okay. Um, and to make matters even worse, before the race, the guy, uh, the day before the race, the guy had uh, 
said, oh, I haven't, uh, I've forgotten to bring a running vest. I've just got a T-shirt. Have you got a spare vest? So I actually loaned him a vest. Oh, <laughs> and then he did that to me oh, in the race. That's horrific. Um, so, yeah, I, that's it should have been a sprint finish, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I asked that question. That is the best story, the best sprint finish story. Oh, oh it unfortunate for you. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh. But the lesson there is don't do it. Dead heaps, yeah, and so. never trust uh, never trust any anyone unless they're your like best friend. You're, you're running well, even then, I remember a subsequent race, in fact, it was Aberdeen Half Marathon, and I was running with a guy called Chris Hall. Oh, yeah, I think he was a very, very good runner, yeah. um, like 29 something for 10k, 65 half marathon runner. And after about five miles, we were well ahead of everybody else. And Chris said, oh, you just fancy running around? I said, no. <laughs> I'd learned the lesson. <laughs> so I, don't matter. I know you, Chris, you're a mate, yeah. a mate but no, I no. just want to run my own race here. Yeah. Um, let's get on with it. Yeah. You know, it, it is a harsh lesson, but you, you, know, you realise it's not something you should do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. So well, anyway, that's getting away from Boston. I, I tell you, that, yeah, that's a really cool story. Though. Yeah, so yeah, so in Boston... As you say, you know the times did look like they were they were a bit slower across the board. The male and, and the female time, the the female race was uh, a little bit slower as well. I think uh, the winner was two twenty yeah, two twenty three, and she's run yeah. two seventeen on a yeah. on a flat course. I think, as I say, it'll be interesting to get the full feedback. But you know, Boston's not the easiest of courses. Uh, the weather conditions, I think it started off sort of overcast, rainy, and then yeah. ended up being hot and humid. So the longer you were out. The worse it was getting, and and certainly, from the local people, from the people from the northeast that that we know that were doing it, they all seem, or most of them, seem to struggle in that final third of the race. Um, you know, Fiona seemed to be on for about two forty-two yeah. for a long way, and then ended up with two forty-nine fifty-eight. I think. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, she was halfway. Everything went mm. pretty well, and uh, mm. I think after fifteen miles, she she didn't have any anything left. So. Mm. Um, but I mean, she'll, I think she'll obviously be disappointed with her result, but it just shows how much potential she's got as well, you know. Yeah, well, you, you know, I th yeah. one of the things about the marathon is it's, it's never going to be a straightforward progression. You yeah. know, you can't expect necessarily, you could be fitter than you've been before, but yeah. you might not run as quick as you've done before. It's a different course, a different day, different situation. So you've got to, I think, assess your performance on the basis of all of that, you yeah. know, yeah. you know. You know, the fact that you didn't get a PB doesn't mean it's not been a, a good race. Yeah, you, know, you could yeah. still have actually learned a lot from it by actually coping with a tough course where it's been you know downhill, uphill, yeah. or the weather's been tough. You know, you're always going to experience these different yeah. things. So, yeah. just because you haven't run the time you might have been setting out to do doesn't mean it hasn't been a, a good day. Yeah. And I, so I had a quick look at the results, and Fiona was actually the second UK woman finisher ah, in okay. the Boston Marathon so that's yeah. got to be good <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's it yeah so there you go well done Fiona um so we spoke about Fiona um but I, I mean albeit Fiona's um you know she's not not the main star of the podcast but she does get a, a good shout out since uh, she's Tom's Tom's <laughs> wife it's uh Fiona's Fiona's husband Fiona's husband is that right oh I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so I think you just had a really good season um and like like you say, a lot of people learn from their learn more from their 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 races that don't perform as as well in compared to ones that they perform well in. So what mm. about you then? Have you what's the worst race that you've had, and have you learned 
a lot from that race? Mm. What, what would you say um, is the uh, yeah, biggest well, letdown uh, for you? You know, well, these questions haven't even been prepped. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know, I, as I say, I run. I don't know. I mean, roughly maybe twenty-five overseas marathons, yeah. international marathons, and they all had their highs and their lows, yeah. and quite a, a few lows and. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the the biggest lesson I never learned was to pace marathons properly, <laughs> because too often I um, ran far too quickly early on and paid paid a big penalty for that. But again, back in the eighties, there was sort of a different attitude to racing. It was almost a case of go out and run as hard as you can for as long as you can. Okay. And for some people, it paid off. Steve Jones broke the world record running that yeah. way. You know, if, if we ignore the seconds, when he he ran two seven in Chicago in nineteen eighty five, he ran sixty one for the first half and sixty six for the second half. Now you would say that's a crazy way to run a race, yeah, yeah. which it is theoretically. It then, yeah. But he ran the fastest time ever run. So, you know, it makes you wonder. You know, what is the best way? I mean, yeah. it's a tough way, yeah. tough way to do it. And I had a lot of. Marathons where I did that, you know, I, I um, run through the first half 64, 65, and then ended up with 70 minutes for the second half. <laughs> Only think, 70 minutes for the second half. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you, you think if you're a bit more sensible, yeah, you know, you probably would, would run an awful lot better. Uh, and that ended up with a lot of t- tough days, but probably the, the, the toughest one now that I'm thinking as I'm speaking, uh, I ran Houston Marathon in 1989. And I went into it very, very fit. I'd won the Morpeth to Newcastle 14.25 mile New Year's Day race, oh, okay. which was a big race at the time yeah. um, uh, down in the northeast of England. And I'd beaten a lot of good guys. Mike McLeod, who was Olympic 10,000 metre silver medalist. Um, wow. a Steve Brace, a Welsh guy who was another Olympian. So, I, I mean, I, I was running really well. And I... Yeah. I I won that without having to go flat out, but I had to run hard. You yeah, know, I went yeah. through the half marathon, sixty four twenty five, and then you still got another mile, yeah, mile to go. Yeah. But I came out of that race thinking, well, I've run hard. I'm glad I've won it. It's a good race. But it was only two weeks before Houston, so I went to Houston, and I did feel my training the last two weeks that maybe yeah. that had taken just a little bit ah, okay. too much out of me. But I went into Houston thinking I was fine. And we went through halfway in 65.05, I remember that. Yeah. thought, that's fine, it's no yeah. problem. Uh, got to 15, 16 miles, and I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, it's no. becoming a struggle. You know, it's becoming hard work. My pace was slow, and I was down to, by 18 miles, um, I can't remember, I was maybe down to about 2.12-ish pace. Yeah. But I got to 23 miles, I was, and I was slowing, but I was still on 2.13 pace, 23 miles. I finished with 2.16.08. Oh. I lost, you know, a minute a mile over the last three miles. But it was even worse than that. It was a guy passed me, but I reckon it was less than half a mile to go and he took a minute off me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, love to and, see your uh, Strava splits back uh, well, <laughs> if, if there were. Yeah, I mean, it was horrendous. But I, I had to, I literally, from 18 miles on, you know, I really had gone and I was doing it off sheer willpower. And that took... A huge amount out of me. I, I, I reckon I never ever recovered. Yeah. You know, I, I never run another 
decent marathon after that, and I think that was my body just pushed. It's like beyond that's, beyond you, you the limit. Push me too hard now. It's yeah, time, that's uh, it. You've done this once too often. That's <laughs> it. No more. Far too many sub two twenties for this body it, now. It, yeah, it was yeah. it was awful. So so yeah, that's probably my worst experience. Right, okay, yeah. Well, I, I must say, uh, Fiona, Tom, don't feel disheartened. We are saying about your worst experience. Uh, it, you know, it, it wasn't a world's way experience you guys had. So, uh, yeah, you, you did yourself proud. You did TRS proud and you did your family and friends proud, no doubt. So so I suppose that's a good time just to go into the interview that I had with Tom. Um, just about two, three hours post-Boston post Marathon. So here he goes. So we have Tom live on the show all the way from Boston. He has just finished the Boston Marathon 2019. So Tom, how are you feeling? I'm cooked. I'm absolutely cooked. <laughs> it was, yes, you're right. It's now, uh, it's quarter of three. So I finished, I can't even do math now. I think I finished about an hour and a half ago. So it was, yeah, it was good, but I... Well, I think what I need to preempt everything with is the marathon always wins. Tough day, tough day at the office then. Well, do you know what? I just, I think I was maybe a little bit naive and arrogant. Not arrogant, but just a little bit naive going to it thinking, oh yeah, I'm not in shape. I can still cruise around the marathon. And to be honest, I was, that last 10k, it was tough, really tough. And my legs were just falling off. And, you know, I just the thing about the Boston Marathon we talked about last week, downhill in the first half, hills in the second half, finished downhill. And I fell victim and I was sucker punched by the Boston Marathon. I was lured in by its, its, uh, its inviting, its uh, tempting downhill at the start. Oh, and wow. I just paid the price. And, and I was running 6.15. Here, I'll show you. You can see it. That is my plan in my hand. Oh, 6.25 for the first 5K, 6.20 for, for the next 5K, then 6.15. What does Tommy do in the first 5k? <laughs> 6.15. The plan. Throw the plan out the window. What's the point in even having a plan? Exactly. Straight out of the bin. Straight out of the bin. Oh, Tom. Well, so, do you, do you, but, you've, you've not only got that written in your arm, you've, you've also got something else in your arm, don't you? I do. Maybe I should get a photo of this for the TRS. Look at my cheeky little Boston tattoo on the go. <laughs> I should add it's a, tra it's, a tra it's a transfer, not a tattoo. So I'm in the mirror, I thought, fine, I'm going to put it on. Um, no, I mean, let me do it wrong. It's not, it's not, it's not tears. I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a hard slog. It was a, it was a reminder that you need to respect the distance, I think. But um, it was, I mean, it's amazing, absolutely amazing event. The first, uh, the first 10k, I felt great. And going through some towns like Framington, I mean, party time. I was giving it the crowd thumbs up, waving at the crowd. They were yes. loving it. It was absolute banter. Did you give through, it the wind up went, arms? I'd give them the wind-up arms, yeah, and they were absolutely loving it. I was blowing kisses at them. It was just uh, it was absolutely amazing. They went through Framington, uh, uh, it's like five miles, six miles, something like that. Sorry, not Framington, Wellesley, which is a bit further on, it's like 12 miles, and the scream tunnel with all these women, and you can hear it about half a mile out. And you go through it, it's deafening, absolutely oh, deafening. Really? And all these boys pulling over to get a kiss. I should add I didn't, probably for the best, because my wife was... No, she was in front of me by that stage. We'll talk about that later on. Yes. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, so I enjoyed that. And then, you know, there's some, all these towns, absolutely great banter, Hill, Heartbreak Hill, everyone's out. And then the finish along Boylston is crazy. Absolutely crazy, the noise on there. and Unlike any other marathon finish. And I, you know, as a whole weekend, it's, I'm going to talk about more next week, just focusing on the race now, but it's just a great event. Great yeah. event. Um, I've not executed it that well, but to be honest, 
if I'm honest with you, the number of times in the race, even when it felt easy, I thought, I'm not really fussed about what I run here yeah, today. That's to a good attitude honest. to have, yeah. Because, I mean, like, remember when you were going to be doing yeah. it? To, to do it and to, to run, you know, to run a 240. Well, I mean, you tell us your time. I, I won't, won't give yeah, that away. I was I'll let you do that. 247 something. So I went, so in terms of the race times, I went, I pretty much sailed into 615s early on. I haven't looked at the splits at all since, but I went through mainly 615s, uh, a couple of 610s, I think. And then I went through halfway in 122.40. So I thought okay. to myself, okay, this is 245 type. But I knew that I had the hills in the second half. So I knew that 245 was probably not going to be on. Um, and then but I thought, okay, I'll see if I can push on after the hills. Uh, Fiona went past me at four miles, which I was, which was great. She came past me, had like a little chat, and I was like, right. I've gone too hard on you. Who said what? Did she go, go on, Tom, you can beat me. Or you can try and beat me. She pulled pulled up alongside me and she went, and she said, hi. And I was like, and then we, and I just said, I said, we just had a wee chat and I said, like, I've gone far too hard here. You know, it it felt easy, but I said, I was going to the floor. And uh, anyway, I said, good luck, sent her on her way. And then, you know, as you do, you run, it's not a bad thing to run behind your wife for a wee while. No, at all, eh? But she came off. Exactly. At least it's a you can stay with something without being uh, slagged off. Anyway, so she went on, um, and I just settled into it. And I saw I also saw Friendly Friendly early on. I saw a guy from um, a guy from Bella. Yeah, from Rosky and a guy from Bella as well. Nice. Uh, and then I went through yeah, halfway one twenty two, and I was aware that the pace felt aerobically felt fine, but my legs were starting to. I thought, okay, this is the longest I've I've not I've done no tempos in the last like six. No, I wasn't that. Four months. So I was like, okay, this is a long way for me to be running this sort of pace. Got to the, just before the hills, there's a steep downhill. And I, and I you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I tried not to pick it up. I was trying to just cruise into it. But I think it was probably my fastest mile of the day, which is a bit rookie. And then I got into the hills and I was losing a bit of time, but I felt fine. And I, I'm sad that I saw Fiona up ahead, which was a bit of a, a heartbreak for me. And, and I pulled yeah. up alongside her and... Um, Anyway, we had a very brief chat. She was, she was struck. It was really hot, and she had her, she she had a vest rolled up into a crop top already, just to try oh, and pour and walk. So I thought I was pretty sad, but I thought you know what, this is. I'm, I know Fiona, and she doesn't want me just to sit the weather patronisingly. So I just I just sailed on, um, pushed on. But it was getting so hot by that stage. It was over twenty by halfway. That I was, Ooh. I was taking, uh, I was taking a lot of water, and uh, by. And it was all fine, you know, my pace was okay, I felt like it was time to go, but by mile 23, when you're coming downhill steeply, I just, uh, my legs were gone, I got a terrible stitch, and uh, I was, I was, I don't know, by that stage, I was hoping to pick up more than I could, and I didn't really have the legs to pick up, so by that stage, I knew that 245 was gone, I thought, this is going to be a 246 or 247 here. Uh, I actually walked a, a little bit, just to, like for like five seconds to shake a stitch, which yeah. kind of helped. Then he cracked on again, um, and I saw Finley Finley again. Went past him. I yeah. shouted to him. I don't get race run. Um, uh, and then yeah, so yeah, finished two forty seven something. I can't. I'm actually not sure what it was. Two forty seven twenty, I think. Um, but yeah, ultimately, two takeaways. A, the marathon always wins. You cannot. I would try to go into a marathon. I'm going. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll get around it. The marathon beat my ass up today. Yeah. Secondly, um, the second one is Boston, and this is a good line from Vanessa. You cannot get sucked into the, you warned me about this you cannot get sucked in to the early downhills they will bite you in the ass later on and they oh, did yeah. 
Well, anyway, good. Uh, I would say tough day, but good day at the office. I was so a couple of times. I was just thinking, I'm so pleased I'm running. I'm so pleased I was able to do that. Well, that um, yeah, yeah. But, well, remember you said last in the last show, um, you were gonna you know soak up the sprint, soak up the the last bit of the, the last mile of the finish. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, sort of like I sort of just threw off the gas because I looked at the watch and thought, okay, this is this is what it is, and I sort of soaked up it, enjoyed it. It's a long a long stretch in there. What I should add actually, I did the five k on. Saturday, you did, didn't and you? I did it like, oh. I like a big progressive one, right? And you finished, you go to the finish there. So, what was you actually run from the 25 mile marker back on it, I guess, part of the way? So, I knew I, I thought still got a long way to go. Um, along Boylston, so I'd already been just twice I've raced down that finishing straight this weekend. Um, yes, yeah. The marathon. I mean, oh yeah, my legs were done, and I, I was uh, sort of the. I just felt like I was cooked, but the crowds. I mean, you know, the thing about I love Boston, I love London. The mile is great, but it's not that long, and it's. I don't know. There's not a huge crowd in there. It's mainly VIPs, which I think is not great. Yeah. And then on um, Chicago's got a cool finish. Frankfurt had nobody, but this one, you're talking about like half a mile of just solo people. Apparently, there was five hundred thousand people on the course today. Half a million supporting. People. Jeez. Half a million people support. Crazy. That's amazing. And you know what? What's amazing, the whole race thing, for all me and my, oh, yeah, I'm not in shape, which is, you know, a bit daft, I think, in hindsight. It's, uh, you know, there's a number of people this weekend who are so chuffed to have qualified and so pleased to be running. I think to myself, you know what? That's, that's what it's all about. This, it's all, this is a, this is a race. And yeah, there's people going for times and absolutely hats off to them. I've got so much respect for that. But I've gained a real perspective on, this is a race where it's like, just to be there is yeah. so many people trying to a guy in the bus he was like I'm so chuffed to have made Boston I'm like yeah. that's really cool yeah. Yeah. It, 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 puts, it really does it put th- puts things into perspective doesn't it you know when you're you're doing this and you think ah oh, yeah I've got, you know we just take it for granted that we can qualify and, and get get into to marathons like this people's it's many people's bucket lists and were you not absolutely what were the people like who weren't spectators when you know before and, and afterwards and you, who, who maybe weren't even doing the race or knew anyone? What they so, the, well, they love it. They absolutely love it. So, like, from the expo through to wait, waitresses and restaurants through to the people um, driving the bus, yeah. they're all like, oh, thanks for bringing the Boston Marathon. Um, you know, and a few people giving it, you know, oh, you're, oh, you're Boston strong now at the finish and all this. And, you know, the signs on the course were amazing. You know, like, things like, you know, Mile 25, the classic... Don't trust the bar from here on in, which is always a classic. Um, <laughs> a couple, there's a lot of "Don't shit yourself" signs, which I thought was quite hilarious. Um, did you there see was a, who did? You know, sorry, was anyone who did? Did you see anyone who was I, I, wobbling about? Or? So I didn't see anyone. I didn't see anyone, but we were trying to get the finish around with Fiona for a bit, and he said he saw a woman who sold herself. Oh no! Unless it was a, <laughs> unless it was a chocolate one. goo. Could even a chocolate goo. Who knows? Yeah, on the back. Oh, sure. Gods. Oh well. Yeah, well anyway. Sure, probably she ran a good run though. So, um, no, I mean just just amazing, like the, you know the, the whole event thing. And, and the problem was the only I would say the, it wasn't a downside, but what made it difficult was you get bus out the start and it was torrential rain beforehand. So you get these. What actually was quite I shouldn't say it's funny, but it made me laugh a bit. We took spare shoes. A lot of people take spare shoes with you to the start. So my old pegs, 
dumped them in the bin and put my, my racing flats and fresh socks on oh, when we left the, we left the Aztec village. A lot of people didn't. So you've got this school grass playing field, which is absolutely churned up in mud. It's pouring with rain. And people are walking around in it in their brand new vapor flies. <laughs> oh, Idiots. No. And they'll be all you know, saturated. They'll be heavy and ah, oh. exactly. God. And you think it's all dark, all muddy, and so anyway, we were we had old shoes on. So we have, once we you walk about a mile from the start area, and so that'd be my main recommendation to anyone doing the Boston Marathon is take. We took so much stuff with us because it was we thought it was going to be cold. It wasn't at all. The polar opposite was hot and humid. But um, take take food with you, take layers because you know it was a ten o'clock start. But we left the hotel at six, really? so we've had a breakfast four hours beforehand. So on the bus, all we're having is we've got like. Cereal bars and stuff. Um, but in Athletes Village, there's coffee, but you're all crammed under these tents. So you're like sitting on grass. So we took some bin bags. So we're sitting on the bin bag. Uh, your arse is, is sore. And it, it fortunately dried off for the one mile walk down to the start. And what's cool is you've got all these people standing out in the front garden, you know, giving it, oh, you know, oh, good luck, runners. Thanks for coming. Um, and the highlight a bloke comes past me, taps me on the shoulder, and says, Excuse me, are you Tom Bryan from Tartan Running Shorts? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So Graham, I didn't catch his second name, but Graham, thank you. You made my week. You made my race. It was amazing. That was great beforehand. No, I, he doesn't run for a club, so I'm, I'm, I don't actually know what he'll run. But drop some message. Let us know how you got on. Hope you had a good run. Um, but yeah, it was cool. And then you saw my video on Saturday with the American national anthem. We got it again today. Oh, you did. So, did you? Uh, was that Insta story? No, no Insta stories this time. No, no Insta stories. I took this one seriously. So yes, it was. It was cool. It was all. Excellent, and I, you know, I, I think it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I would, if I was going to run a marathon, just to finish again, you okay? Know, I had a couple of ideas in mind in terms of time, but I would probably do it differently. I would really go out easier and really try and pose hard because I was, I positive split there, and I said, I said on the podcast, yeah. I want to make the split. Nah, nah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Only nah. one guy can do that. What about so? Yeah, well, we could we could chat about the the field and the you know the overall results and next week and you know your yeah. reflections next week as well but yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing so what i, I don't know if, if you, how fiona is and um well we, we obviously know from her time she'll be disappointed um it wasn't what yeah. she wanted but um yeah so i think she's yeah she's disappointed because she was Let's be honest, she was looking to go under 245. Yeah. I think she was in, you know, 240 shape. That's what she thinks and she still feels, but the heat got to her, you know, yeah, and set yeah. in, yeah. You know, her, her main quote is that in the, in the, from mile 15 onwards, she was just looking forward to her next drink every every mile. And yeah. Once you get to I, that I think, stage, uh, that's it, you know, it's, uh, it's so difficult to, to get it back. And I mean, yeah. you, you've got only have to look at London Marathon last year to see the heat and and you know yeah. things just not going right but uh, anyway carry on Tom no I was going to say I think she I mean I think she went out I don't think she went out too hard I think she went out at the right pace yeah. I just think she I think that you know maybe a bit the problem is very difficult when in London you might have the same problem as you train through cold conditions in the winter and then you suddenly race in 20 degrees Celsius and we've not you know we've not um, you know and humid you know we've not we've not trained above too much above 10 degrees this winter so yeah or, you know, I think I think she. If it, I think on a better. I think the. I think the conditions. I think and then, you know once she, once she starts seeing time slide away, it's very difficult to get to grab them back. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's the thing your head goes and. Um, she'll have. She'll mull over the next couple of days and have a, 
have a chat with Mike, her coach, and, and work out what um, what the plan is. But I mean, she's I mean, and then she's also just you know, at the end of the day, she's run the Boston Marathon now. She gets to wear her jacket with pride. Yes, exactly. I mean, everyone. <laughs> I might talk about that. So that's not a runner's run, but more of a. I'm just perplexed by this. Why the number of people who wear buy kit at the expo on the marathon 2019 they wear it all weekend like don't jinx it you haven't run it yet <laughs> some of them are running some of them are running in kit they've got the expo <laughs> that's all Crazy. they've got <laughs> exactly they've yeah. got rid of it all the, all their shitey stuff at the start of the race and stuck on their newbie I stuff know, true. who knows that's what we'll talk about next week the expo jeez we should have a rant about that one week because that is the queue was about forty minutes just to pay for something. Really? It was, and it was like a feeding. It's like a feeding frenzy. Oh. And God. the people buy, like just grab wrestling stuff off the shelves and, like, I was. I think people get annoyed me. I'm just bitching money in the queue, like halfway through the queue, going, "Oh, they should be handing out gels here. This is like a halfway point to refuel you for the second half of the queue." There's people just decided just to stop and lie on the floor. Like, oh, it's just like, really? <laughs> Jeez, oh. that's a, that sounds like Black Friday. There's people in there who are not even running or buying kit. It's bonkers. Like, oh, the, the non-qualifiers. The, the non oh. Well, that's the thing. I'm in the queue and I'm sitting there doing that, looking at people going, they've not qualified. I'm sorry. <laughs> they've not qualified. Like, you know, and that's really, maybe really mean, but I'm thinking, why are you buying all this Boston Marathon kit? Maybe it's for the... Uh, maybe it's going to entice them to, to try and qualify for... 10 years time or something going uh, yeah, on a binge or something you know, you know uh, maybe I'm just an absolute maybe I'm just being an absolute bad humbug and you know what I'm hoping they were probably buying kit to wear on the sidelines and cheer everyone on today exactly they'll be waving in front like, of them and they'll be like I've bought oh, your kit but there's no, no kit left for you though when you finish the race there'll be no sizes left for you because I've bought them <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there was this board was cool. I just on the side, my favourite one was at the Slushy Scream Tunnel. This girl, they all had these signs saying "Kiss Me." One girl said "Kiss Me." I taste of EPO. Okay, oh. that's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good sign. Like that. <laughs> that's brilliant. Some bloke went down and throws his tongue down her throat, oh, desperate no. to get ahead. Oh no! Were they? I mean, some you, people were doing that. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. What are these like? Are the girls? Are they old ladies or are they just? Young, no, they're like young, young girls. Really? Next. They're all going to have cold sores by the end of the herpes by the end of the, the race. And what was quite funny is a couple at the end, so all of them are going crazy. These signs are diffused at the end. Jesus, it's absolutely look at the weather. Look how quickly it changes. That's pouring now. Yeah. You can see that. That's absolutely torrential. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, there's like some, some girls stood there at the side amongst them all dead face with a sign that just said me too like <laughs> like I'm off that movement don't get me wrong but you know if you're going to stand at the scream tunnel I mean people want to take advantage the girls who stand there are, are there to get a kiss on the cheek yeah. for tradition that's what they're doing do you yeah, know what I mean that's true yeah, um, yeah. oh man well, that, that, but yeah, it, it sounds all, like an epic all epic experience so what's uh, what's the plan well, now then well the plan is to go out in that but it's yeah. looking pretty Suddenly, wet. it's been thundery. This morning. It was actually quite cool. It's thunder and lightning when we we're getting on the bus this morning. Oh, is it? Which is quite atmospheric. Uh, so, so they had uh, so the the ACDC, was... uh, a thunderstruck song on. Oh, there was, there was that on the course, actually. Someone was playing that at the back of their big truck on the side of the course, <laughs> as you do. You know, some American guy having a barbecue at his house with his truck pumping out ACDC. Of course he was, in his big Ford. Um, no, the plan now is uh, the plan now is shower, change, and then go and get... Uh, 
stuck into some beers and burgers and celebrate this. Um, what time is it with you at the moment? Uh, it's half past two. Half past two. Nice. So yeah, you, so, start of a, a solid day session for you both. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, well, anyway, good to catch up. I'm glad to uh, give you a bit of a debrief there. Oh, it's, it was exciting. Yeah. I've been wait- You actually, I was expecting your phone at eight and uh, it's now eight now. So you were an hour early. So I was running about trying to find my snowball and uh, get get you all <laughs> suited and booted at the TRS headquarters at Alfred. <laughs> So I'm, I'm You know, I'm like with timing to me. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, yeah, uh, we've managed to grab you. Um, so, right, I'm going to leave you, love you and leave you, and we will see yeah. you next week. I'll catch you next week. Yeah, enjoy your, uh, enjoy, I'm looking forward to hearing this week's podcast. Oh, yeah, the, we've got a, a start. A start I know show. the whole thing. By yeah. the time I'm speaking to you, Fraser will already be halfway through the chat, so... Uh, yeah, well, he's meeting, meeting me tomorrow. In fact, I'm speaking to him right now. <laughs> nice. So what I'm going to do exactly? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hope, hopefully we're flying on Friday, Saturday. So perfect. So that'll be a nice little uh, flight uh, podcast for me to listen to. Well, it'll be it'll be getting launched on Wednesday, so maybe even Tuesday night if you're lucky. Ooh, Ooh. excellent. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll enjoy that, and just a big uh, well done to all the. The other TRS listeners who were out at the out Boston, I'm hoping to catch up with a few, uh, a few of the West Coast lads in the pub shortly. So um, yeah, amazing. And we're gonna, yeah, and we're also going to announce the winner of the the time as well. But uh, I don't know who that is at the moment, so I'll I'll announce that in this this week's this episode as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I look forward to hearing it once. Exactly. I'll sign the gusset. <laughs> the white gusset. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't actually ask. I didn't actually ask Finlay about. It. Maybe I see Finlay. Finlay's after, then I'll get some chat about the color of gusset for the Boston Marathon. Don't uh, don't show. Let make sure he doesn't show you them though. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Right, mate. Take it easy, buddy. Catch Good you later. Buddy. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye. Right. Okay, so that was the interview of. Tom there, so thanks Tom for the interview. So what you been up to, Kyle? <laughs> Question. So I, I've got one one thing that I've like Fraser knows about. I've signed up to the the Balmoral fifteen miler, um, which is God. It's in next week, is it? Next week. Yeah, a week on Sunday. Oh, yeah. God, it is next week. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I, I better start training for that. <laughs> Although I have been training. I've started the last kind of week. I've. Um, I've started getting my body. I think my body's almost recovered from the hundred k, but it's still not as it's it's not firing on all cylinders. I'm still yeah. feeling a bit croaky around the hips and. Yeah, do, uh, you, do you think um, you know? I, I've never completed a hundred k, but uh, yeah. I have tried them a few times. I found the ultras because you're running slower than what you're capable yeah. of. Yeah. That um, the physical damage maybe wasn't quite as in much as for shorter races, but. Obviously, you're out for an awful lot longer. Yeah, so. good question. Yeah, so I think in terms of a, ma- I think when it comes to an ultra trail race, I find, oh, well, the following day I'm a mess. You know, I'm I'm chaffed to bits, and uh, you know, I'm walking downstairs backwards. All, all the all the normal stuff that mm. all these distance runners have to cope with after a race. But um, a trail race I find is easier to recover than a marathon, whereas the hundred k on the road. Mm. And the marathon, I think there's, I think the recovery is probably about probably more in the hundred k road because yeah. 
um, on the trail you're, you're going up and down hills your your average pace per mile is about can be about between eight 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 well seven and a half to nine minute miles depending on the distance and elevation um but on the road in perth yeah um it's just it's just monotonous 42 laps of yeah. you know sticking to a, a certain pace so I mentioned it before, like running at six twenty-five. Initially, we were chatting about it even before the podcast. It feels pedestrian, and then by the time you get to the last ten twenty k, it's like yeah. six fifty feels like a sprint. You know, you just can't get back to six twenties unless you. That's your that's your sprint at the end of a hundred k. Yeah. So so, what's your strategy in terms of recovery then? From you've done the hundred k, you're you know a great performance. You're physically wrecked, mentally drained. Um, and then you sign up for another race a few weeks later. So is it a case of focusing mainly on recovery rather than trying to start actually doing any constructive training? Yeah, I think good question. So because I mean, well, the the race was on the what was it twenty fifth, twenty sixth of March or twenty fourth of March. So it's now the sixteenth of April. Um, so the first sort of week when I finished, I didn't really do any running at all. I did maybe like. I don't know, not even 10 miles that week, but I did a lot of walking in Morocco and um, just chilling out, really. It was, it was great, drinking maybe a little bit of beer, although uh, not a huge amount, I must say, but <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots of good food and lots of, uh, a little bit of beer. Um, but that, that, that week was just a complete write-off, which is really nice. It's a, ni- it's a nice feeling just to be able to just not have to focus on training, get up early, yeah. do your sessions, <clears> and, uh, and then in the second week, starting to think about reflect back on the the race and look forward to the or look look forward to what what the next goals are going to be and i think that week i realized the sterling marathon i'm just not going to be recovered quickly enough for it um so so you took the easy option went for a 15 mile trail exactly yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so i was kind of just looking at like what's what's you know for me i need a goal to I need a kind of race goal, even if it's not a national championship, something just to keep me ticking over and like some sort of race, even though if I'm not going to be 100% for it. But we use the, the trail race as a stepping stone into the, the other goals, major races that I've got planned. Um, so, I mean, there's still a chance that I might get picked for the, the World Trail Running Champs um, mm. as a reserve if you know, one of the six get injured. Um, and yeah. that's in the 8th of June. Yeah. which means that I kind of have to start focusing on getting fit for that race, even though I might not get picked, yeah, I, might be, yeah. I might be peaked. Well, you yeah. might you might well. I don't know if yeah. you know um, Meryl Cooper, uh, yeah, girl yeah, from yeah, Old yeah. Meldrum, the who's female. living in... I, I, I didn't realise she was so local. Yeah, um, well, well, she yeah. lives in um, Dubai. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's now been called up into the that, women's yeah. team for, for the World Champs. Yeah. She, she did give me a little Instagram mention, actually, uh, saying, fingers crossed for Kyle Gregg runner, which, uh, <laughs> which is quite oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, it'd be good. you got two, yeah. two Northeast athletes yeah. in there, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah. congratulations to Meryl for, for being picked. I mean, you know, commiserations to the injured runner. I think it was Holly Page. She's got a foot injury. Um, but, yeah, these things happen, and, you know, it's, it's, it's always gotten to to be able to miss something as, as high profile as that but yeah I mean if I don't if I think what I'll do is I'll that'll be the, the A race um, and I'll find a race near around about that time that I can hopefully peak um, and mm. it's not going to be a wasted yeah. peak if you mean mm. if that makes yeah. sense uh, 
and then yeah, use the I mean, Balmoral fifty mile will be a perfect uh, race tune up as well because it's uh, it's quite it's fairly traily. You've got that big kind of climb, uh, and then there's a big long descent, and it's a fantastic race. I mean, uh, it's such a stunning location for for a yeah. trail race. Um, and you're going to have some good opposition. I, yeah, I, I've got no idea who it is, but okay. uh, last uh, year Andrew Douglas smoked me out of the water. So yeah, well, well, the good news is Andy's only doing the 10k oh, at well, Balmoral. Uh, the bad news for you is that Sasha Shepelin oh, is going to do the 15-mile trail well, race. They, they go. Maybe <laughs> it's a bit too long for Sasha, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But well, <laughs> I, know I, mean, the, I know the course. I'm not sure Sasha does unless he's done it. <laughs> well, he's an orienteering... Uh, GB and orienteering. <laughs> you know all the shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stop him getting lost at Clark and the Ben. Oh, did he get lost at Clark yeah, and the Ben? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you spoke about this in a previous podcast, but he won Clark and the Ben. He was about 15 yeah. seconds outside the course record, despite still got lost. going off course a couple of times and Hamish Battle having to call him back. <laughs> um, but not only that, he told me that the day before, yeah. He said, oh, I did a bit of a long run. I said, what did you do? He said, well, some of my mates in Edinburgh decided they'd go out and would do a marathon. I said, a marathon? He says, yeah, we ran 26 miles out of Edinburgh along the Pentland Hills. He <laughs> said, the day before. Ah. Said, yeah. What? <laughs> well, so, uh, well, this, this, uh, <laughs> well, I'm hoping, Sasha, you, you, your own tearing skills are, are left back home in Edinburgh uh, for, for the Balmoral race. <laughs> But wow, I mean, seriously, he's running exceptionally yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, I noticed even in the, uh, we had a few shout-outs in the cross-country and, um, mm. you know, he was well up there. It was, I don't think he did the East District Cross-Country Championships now. I would have no. fancied my chances to see him get in the top three, but it's mm. really good to see, you know, Sasha's one of those runners who's, I've, I've watched go through the ranks. I mean, Oleg uh, mm. Chetland, his older brother, I mean, he was a, he still is a, a really good hill runner in the interior. Um, and then obviously, you know, when Sasha was coming through the ranks and as a junior, slowly getting faster and, and really now he's uh, one of the top seniors in all, you know, a variety of disciplines in running. Uh, so it's really good to see him uh, yeah. right. right up there now. And so be look, looking forward to an exciting battle at the front. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not sure I'll be up with him, uh, but you never know. We'll see how things go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, so anyone else I need to watch out for? Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm not sure. I had a quick look through the the entry list, but um, and I asked Andy. I, I just picked out yeah. yourself, Andy and Sasha, and Andy said, oh, he's he's got quite a big, a heavy uh, mountain running program ahead of him, so he, yeah. he just wanted to do the one race at Balmoral okay, this well, year, yeah. so he's, uh, <laughs> he's doing the 10K, but uh, no, I... Uh, I couldn't tell you. There may be somebody else lurking yeah, in there, yeah. but <laughs> you just have to wait and see. Yeah. So what's uh, is is I take it for the Balmoral races? Are they all? That's it. Entries are closed. Entries now? are closed now. Yeah. yeah. And um, to be honest, uh, things were slow for a while, yeah. but there was a late, a late rush, and I think now for the fourth or the fifth year in a row, there's well over 5,000 entries across all, all the races. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's good. Some races are a wee bit down, some are up. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, but, you know, it's still a fantastic number of people yeah. to be yeah. taking part. And, you know, we've got uh, the, the whole programme covering, you know, the kids' races, obviously. Yeah. The, uh, I'll give a quick name check, but we've, we, um, yeah. Yeah. we've got... The Macintosh plant hire 1.5k for the okay. primary schools, yep. 
Harrogate, Springwater Secondary Schools, two and a half K, Conical Phillips, five K, Stena Drilling, ten K. Yeah. New sponsor on the Sunday, Bristol, oh, are okay, sponsoring yeah. the fifteen mile and the three mile trail races. Yeah. Uh, Apollo again uh, for the duathlon, mm-hmm. and of course we have the Devil of D side, Repsol Sinopec Devil of D side oh, challenge, which has attracted another amazing number. I think it's one hundred and twenty five. People Crazy doing guy. all four adult yeah. races over the weekend, so that'll okay. be good as well. Yeah. So what's um? So what are the the kind of main contenders for each of the races? Have you do you know what the, who they are yet? Um. Well, yet? again, yeah. I haven't ploughed through all five thousand yeah. names, <laughs> but I think there's there's no doubt the uh, I, I, you know the the five k the Conical Phillips five k yeah. on the Saturday is shaping up to be a cracker. It's such a fast course as well. I mean, I've, that's where I got my PB, um, mm. my 5K. Although my five, I always say this, and I'm going to say it in the podcast, but my 5K PB is exactly uh, my my half half the time in my 10K. 10K. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to find a fast 5K when I go yeah. back down the distance. But, well, you could uh, warm up for the 50-mile trail race by doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're too late, Tento. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> see, see, don't even get an entry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's going to be great. We've got Kenny Wilson, who... Yeah. Broke Andy Butchart's course record last year, as uh, he as he always tells us on the yeah well uh, he it, always it, mentions that. yeah I won't say it was a few years before Andy <laughs> was at his peak but but no it was still a, a great performance yeah, yeah. and he, Kenny's won I think the last three years um, Ali Hay from Central oh, who's okay. running exceptionally well this yeah. year uh, Ali again is a previous winner of the five k and previous course record holder. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course Cameron Strachan who we might speak about later yeah, yeah. Uh, looking to run you know since he's come back he hasn't really tackled a, a good 5k no, so he he'll be yeah. hoping uh, and a young guy from Ross County Athletic Club who's down at Stirling University Hamish Hickey oh, yeah. who's mm-hmm. come on tremendously this winter so um, that's just four of, of the, the guys that would expect yeah. to be right up there so you could see the the course record going, uh, maybe by at least three people, yeah, um, yeah. and the women's race classy as well. Got Morag Miller oh, um, okay. from Central. Yeah, yeah, she won a couple of years ago and is yeah. running absolutely brilliantly again. And, and Jenny Bannerman, who's won a number of times in the past, so that's looking to be yeah. good too. Aye, and ten k. So the sort of ten k is not as it's not a fast one, but always attracts a. It's a not a fast one. Well, it's a great course. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I would love that to have been around in my day. It would have suited me perfectly. You know, I think if you run it sensibly, you can still run yeah. decent but, times. But, and yeah. you know, if you look at the guys who've won it in the past, they've run pretty well there. I mean, Andy Douglas has won it a few times, and obviously yeah. we'll be back. Uh, Robbie Simpson has run it quite a few times as well. Uh, so it's you know it's, it's got a good. Uh, pedigree of previous winners there and these guys wouldn't be doing it unless they felt it was a good race to yeah, do definitely. so yeah. um on the women's side claire bruce who won last year is back and nicola gall the previous winner yeah uh, so yeah another another good good race there gee i was testing you there that's that's uh, that's not even with notes everyone so they <laughs> <laughs> there's no notes here at all <laughs> yeah what about the 50-mile female end, do you know? Um, no, no. Oh, now you're... No, no, here we go, oh. yeah, get that one. <laughs> You've got me now. I'll come back next week to speak That's about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just say, I haven't, to be honest, you know, I've just started looking through the the entry list to see who, who is in there. And I haven't... De- defending champions, uh, not not, not going to be there. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah. she's knocked up at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> got something else on the go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, that would be good. So that's next week, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, looking forward to to having a good race with with Sasha, hopefully. So yeah, I better get I better get my get a bit my pull my socks up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that yeah, that was a good wee preview preview about Balmoral um, and my training, which is fairly uh, yeah, it's starting to to build back up now. Um, the only other thing that I've entered is actually the Stuka Croin Hill race. Have you ever done that before? Oh, no, 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 no. So that's no. Uh, I think that'll be another good good build to the World 50k champs if somebody does pull out. Um, is that and then part of the Scottish series I think it, this year? I, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't. You know what? I don't know. Um, I have to double check yeah. that. But I'll just. It'll be. It's a good. I'd love to do the race. It's one of the races I've always wanted to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah. So what about your training? How's your training? Oh, well, <laughs> this will take about 10 seconds. <laughs> um, I was saying to you earlier, Kyle, I, uh, for the first time in goodness knows how long, last week I got into double figures in yeah, terms amazing. of weekly mileage. Yeah. I think it was 13. Oh, 13. But <laughs> half of that was in one run. <laughs> so I had my biggest weekly mileage and my longest run for a year, seven miles. Okay. Other than that, I do about three miles, three and a half, a few times yeah. a week. So. Yeah. Yeah, it comes and goes a little bit. Um, I'm, I, I don't want to reveal too much about my plans because we're only a year out from Tokyo Olympics. I don't want my rivals to <laughs> get too much of a, an idea of where I'm at at the minute, so I'm keeping things under wraps. Fair enough. <laughs> the comeback, this is the, 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 running, the, the running equivalent of, of Rocky Balboa. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. So, what, yeah, any other kind of... Yeah, are you just just training mainly then, and yeah, I'd, yeah. I'll, I'll just do. Your park run, I mean, maybe. I, yeah. I, I obviously I, I don't do anything long now, and I, I keep fooling myself. I think I can run a good five k, which is a bit strange because when I was at my peak, I couldn't run a good five k. So why should I expect to run a good five k now? <laughs> but you know, as I was saying earlier, I, you do get a, a lot of satisfaction just seeing what you can do. Yeah, and, just going out and um, you know whether that's you know for me now I think around 21 something at New Year yeah. uh, if I could get back you know and that was, I, a hazel, was that not a hazel, hazel? no I, I went mad I, uh, I I've done about say the last five years I maybe do two part runs a year yeah yeah, yeah. and at New Year I ran the Christmas day one at the beach <laughs> I ran the Saturday one yeah. at Hazelhead and then I ran the New Year's Day one at the beach. And on the Friday after that, I did the Proms 3K. So I did four, they're not like to call park runs races, but for me, yeah. four, four races in about 10 days, having oh, done virtually geez. nothing. Um, so and I've done anything since. <laughs> so that's so, the average uh, mileage has been then the last, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, you'll be training for that for the festive season. Oh, no, I am. I do have a target, actually. Um, I'm doing the, the runway run. Oh yeah, at Aberdeen Airport oh, in okay, June. Okay. Yeah, so I need to get knocked into shape for that. Yeah. I expect to be flying by then. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I'll never get these, invited these, back. These jokes are going to get deleted. <laughs> Taking I'll them never out. be invited back on. <laughs> oh, Phil. Right, so that yeah, that's, that's a good account. What well, there's one question I was going to ask you about just the you, you sort of training. Do you? I mean, I, I know we've kind of spoke about you know when you're when you're training you get the satisfaction of going out for runs but um how do you do you find when you're going out for an easy run do you find you really you want to try and go hard or do you just go out easy or what what is it what's the sort of main focus for going out for a run is it just to keep fit or is it to try and aim for a target time or are you just 
disenjoying it. What, what is, yeah, no, what, for yeah, me, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a bit of a combination, you know. I usually. I don't have much choice. If yeah. I run hard one day, then the next time I run, it's got to be <laughs> easy because I'm still recovering. Yeah. And yeah. that's the one thing I notice, you know, for older runners out there that, you know, you do need a lot more recovery. And some people will be laughing listening to me saying that because yeah. then I, I just give you stories like running four, <laughs> four hard runs in <laughs> 10 days. But, you know, generally, I think, you know, you do need um, a lot more recovery. You need to spread things out a bit better. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the, the sort of focus I find that I can't, uh, I can't really run very fast. Yeah. Basically, it wouldn't matter if you just said go out and try and run two hundred meters. I probably couldn't run that two hundred meters very much quicker than every two hundred meters in a five k run. So, uh, and I'm just beginning to realise that actually. So yeah. I'm beginning to think of how I need to adjust my training if I want to try and get a bit better over five k how I'm going to do that you know naturally in the past I would have said right you need to work on your your shorter stuff yeah. you know get some reps done things yeah. like that but I don't think that's going to work for yeah. me at this okay. stage in life so and do you I know we kind of met, spoke about it do you think the the reason for that the reason that you maybe don't obviously age is a fact and I know we spoke about it briefly but the you know the the muscle memory muscle loss and as as you get older maybe the the, the, the not the lack of but yeah. not focusing on, on maintaining muscle mass and strength. Yeah, I, I think uh, a key thing, again, um, as you do get older, uh, the big fa- a big factor is, is the loss of muscle itself and muscle strength. Yeah. And So you need to do some form of compensatory work yeah. to, to try and maintain that as best you can. That's been the biggest noticeable factor for me that you know I, I i don't i mean i can just feel you know my, yeah my quads are not as strong quite naturally not as strong as they used to be yeah. but but i'm finding it really hard to get them back in even a good enough condition to be able to <laughs> allow me to do the running yeah. and what i do i mean it's not bad but it's, it's certainly an area that i think people need to be aware of that you know as you do get older there, there's probably a little bit of conditioning work that you need to do just yeah. to because if you're Certainly, your quads and your hamstrings, and your glutes. If 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 they're all getting weak together, yeah. you know, trying to run is a you're going to have a higher risk of, of injury yeah. because they're not doing the work that they need to do, uh, and secondly, you're just going to find it quite hard work to, yeah. to do anything. I think that's the, the one of the downsides of running. Not the downsides, but the challenges of running is, yeah, you know, because it's such a weight bearing sport. Whereas cycling, people can get away with like you know you, you tend to see a lot of older cyclists be, being able to just keep going, moving and moving and moving because yeah. there isn't that that you know that loss of, of muscle as much, uh, and or there's not that uh, need to withstand all the stresses when you're when you land. Yeah, your ground. body's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, well, hopefully, you know, I'm sure there's you've got some ideas to. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, the, the main thing that. is you know enjoying it and yeah. you know run. You know, I've always been an advocate of run as you feel, and yeah. you know, and certainly at my stage in life, when you you know, I'm not chasing PBs, it's yeah. impossible. So it's a case of you know, yeah, you want to be as good as you can be, but um, at the same time, you don't want to stress about it at all. You know, just uh, go out and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, okay. cool. Well, cheers for that, Fraser. That was yeah, again. It's like a you're, you're the pod the podcaster and the interview interviewee <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thing is, the the first episode. Although we had you on one episode, we really did a lot of episodes uh, to, to to find out all about your stories and uh, all your 
advice as well. So, right. So in terms of results, we'll crack on with that. So there's quite a few things happening around Scotland this yeah. this weekend. Um, so Fraser's got lots of notes compared to me. <laughs> uh, t- obviously, Tom's not here anymore, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> Fraser has been kind enough to write uh, some newspaper articles uh, for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not not a P&J copyright exclusive. So, yeah, do you you want to... I write all this stuff for the papers and then I can never remember what I've written the day after. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a busy weekend and a lot of good stuff going on. You know, obviously, if we start off uh, maybe with the... East District uh, 10K Championships down at Grangemouth, round the houses, 10K yeah. at Grangemouth. Uh, have you ever done that before? I have done it. Um, I don't think I ever did it when I was at my peak, but I, I remember doing it maybe even as a, a vet. Okay. Uh, and it was always a fast, it's always been a good quality race and yeah. always a fast course, but I think the course has changed in recent years. It's a bit more twisty now than it used to be. Because is it, is it just... I mean, I've never done it before, but I've, I've always wanted to do it. Is it just like a big square? You run well, it, a big square, it certainly it? used to be, but I think um, I think now it goes into a park and you... I was talking to Robbie about it. He said yeah. it's, there's quite a lot of twisting and turning. Well, it, so makes his, uh, it makes his, his 30 or 3 even slower then, eh? Well, <laughs> yeah. Even harder to... Aye, well, obviously, you know, it was quite amusing last week somebody posted something about runner's perception of headwinds and tailwinds yeah. you know okay. and uh, you know if it's a headwind it's it's brutal and even if it's just a wee breeze but yeah. if it's behind you it's nothing at all um but you again can't feel a tailwind i've noticed that you, you run you know, i just feel, feel i feel really good today uh, definitely <laughs> not a tailwind <laughs> exactly yeah um so it depends who you speak to if you've had a, a, a good run that's not been windy if you've had a terrible run it's been a hurricane you know? yeah that's um, right, yeah and, but uh I, I think, you know, from what I can gather from Sunday, yes, it was windy. Um, there were stretches where it was behind you, stretches yeah. where it was in your face. And I think what made it difficult for a lot of people was it was in your face from about 6 to 8K, okay. just when you're beginning to get tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of it was behind you in the first half, so a lot of people maybe just overcooked it mm-hmm. in the first half. But, I mean, performances across the board were, were pretty good, I think. Uh, I mean, Robbie... Simpson won it yeah. uh, by a, a fair margin, led all the way. 30 40 o- seconds or so? Yeah, 30.03 or 30.04. Yeah. Um, Chip time's 30.03, so yeah. it must have been at the back with a thir- one second uh, gun time there. But. Ah, it must have been, I don't know, <laughs> fell asleep on the start. Uh, yeah, yeah, you need to improve your reaction times, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that was his uh, final outing before going to the London Marathon. In fact, uh, uh, today he's off to Portugal for a couple of weeks. Uh, well, between right. now and London, right. he'll go to London a couple of days before the marathon. I think he was pretty happy with running thirty or four in the in these conditions and without having anybody to push him. Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's a real confidence booster for him. Yeah, um, I, I, to, I would, to run that on. on, on I would on think his own. so. I think he, you know, he's in pretty good shape. Yeah. It'll be really, really interesting to see what he does. Uh, a week on the Sunday. Yeah. Oh, um, exciting, and, and it's uh, it's all, I think it's all, it's a year anniversary since you, you got the bronze at the Commonwealth Games. Well, yeah, I was uh, I was joking about it, saying that you know, twelve months ago last weekend you were on Gold Coast. This weekend you're in Grangemouth. <laughs> <laughs> not much of a difference. Uh, I'm not being unkind to Grangemouth. Visualise the ten k in, in the, the Gold Coast, Robbie, and I'm sure it was okay. Pleasant <laughs> win there. <laughs> so yeah, but. Um, 
yeah, you're right. I mean, a year on from it, and here's another fantastic opportunity. You know, and it's yeah. it's again one of the great things about running. You know, every year there's something else to go for, and yeah, and you know, I'm really excited to see what what Robbie can do. He's done two fifteen oh four, is his PB. Yeah. At London two years ago, I'm sure. You know, you you wouldn't want to himself to make any predictions as to what he's going to do. But my feeling is he's capable of an awful lot quicker than that but yeah. it depends you know it depends on as we've just spoken about Boston you know yeah, you, you never quite know mm, what the day is going to throw I remember up. last year being really really warm and you know a lot of people blew up the second half of the race it was, mm. I think it was okay in the first half but the second half it was a bit yeah. of a write off for a lot of and that's and part of his reason for going to Portugal just now that could get a bit of acclimatisation yeah. to warmer temperatures just in case London yeah. turns out to be a warm day rather than going from what we've got here yeah. at the moment yeah. That's uh, it's a really good point. I mean, that you know, again, I'm bringing it back to me, but I'm no, nowhere near the level that, that Robbie's at. But it's it's so important to be able to acclimatise to the heat. And I mean, okay, if you live in Scotland, how do you acclimatise in the heat in the winter? <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I've literally just started going back to the sauna again. I mean, I'm lucky enough to work in a facility that has a sauna so <laughs> lunchtime oh I'm just waiting the sauna folks see it uh, <laughs> 20 minutes and I'm, I look like I've had a workout I've just been lying down you know but um, yeah. are you molly coddled runners nowadays you know, none of that stuff back <laughs> in the day climatisation you wore four tracksuits <laughs> <laughs> four tracksuits and, and ran in a gym and they were all cotton <laughs> I remember going out for runs wearing cotton you know, hooded tops and stuff. And you came back, you weighed twice as much as when you set off because <laughs> of sweat. <laughs> oh, we, we're, we're, we're definitely sidetracking, which yeah, is yeah, part, yeah. Of, part of the podcast. <laughs> we, we never do things by the book. So yeah. what I, I'm, I'm pleased to see that for the Grangemouth 10K, a top three for the, top four for the Northerners, I, I must say. So yeah, had, I mean, Andy Douglas, we have spoken about yeah. um, finishing second, uh, about 40 odd seconds behind Robbie and uh, Sean Chalmers yeah, in Vanessa Harriers, young guy who came back last year after studying at Lamar University in Texas. Uh, he's back doing another course, some PE, I think teacher training oh, okay. thing yeah. down at uh, the University, University of West of Scotland. So he actually, Sean finished third, but he won the Scottish students yeah. title, which that was incorporated in the race as well. And then Metro. Um, you know, Metro, Cameron. You know, Cameron, Russell Strachan. So uh, because Sean was running for the West, that meant Cammy yeah, got a, a cheeky Cam- little bronze. In fact, he got a silver He got medal. silver, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, Andrew's uh, the West District as well. So And, you know, 3108, uh, which is only 18 seconds outside his best. Yeah, I think he yeah. ran at Leeds yeah. Abbey Dash. So, you know, it's a, a solid performance. I was talking to Cameron afterwards as well. And okay. he was saying, yeah, you know... He, you would like to run quicker but you know you can't expect a pb every time yeah. you run yeah. and it's Sometimes a solid it's... solid performance he's yeah. got other races coming up yeah. but he, he also led metro to the team he did yeah title yeah. I, I, I think for me the biggest standout is ben ward's run of 3205 now yeah. that's a massive pb for ben a, and a, I'm, I'm yeah really excited to see uh, how you know yeah. You think about, you know, you rewind back a couple of years, and Ben was running 35, I, I, excuse me if I'm wrong, Ben, <laughs> uh, but he was running 35s, 36s, yeah. and, uh, you know, that's a, yeah. he's been training so hard, and that's a great, great tune-up for his London Marathon debut as well. Um, Absolutely, and I, I think, you know, it's 
40 odd seconds off the time he did at Leeds Abbey Dash yeah. only in November and if you look at the other people who ran Leeds Abbey Dash they were all running slower yeah. at Grangemouth okay. and, and yeah. you know Ben's almost an exception amongst the, yeah. the leaders there to, and, to and be brutal, in brutal conditions as well so brutal, that, brutal. Uh, <laughs> I expect to worse see than brutal <laughs> <laughs> capital B yeah. Yeah. yeah so I expect to see you know Ben definitely challenging for a sub 32 this season for Oh yeah, I, I think on a on a good day, you know, a calm day on Sunday, he would have run under thirty two there, yeah. and it's good given that his training has been geared very much towards London. So yeah. again, you know, okay, we're looking at Robbie at the front end of, yeah. of London, but um, you know, we're looking for a, 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 a decent, a, a good performance, performance from, from Ben. Yeah, when he, when he that goes sort of there. time, depending on you know, looking at his training, is he's uh, he's definitely in shape to to run. Oh yeah, low two thirties if not under. So yeah, well, we'll I think she's certainly got. Uh, she's got Tom in, in uh, Rico's face pinned as uh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's what you need, you know. Yeah. Once once you get a few guys improving, it motivates the other ones to do the same, and they become the targets, yeah. and they can all, you know, feed off each other in that respect. Well, I, again, I think I'm I'm just impressed by you know Metro. I mean, obviously you're a Metro Aberdeen runner, you still are, and um, and I'm sure you had this when when you were you know. Everyone is just competing, not competing in a friendly way. They're just bouncing off e- each other, and yeah. um, and the whole of the male team, anyway, and certainly the female team to an extent, yeah. are just pushing each other on to well, that, to to really perform better as a team and individually as well. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you can take it back to uh, the discussion Tom and I had with Brother Colm, yeah, uh, which yeah. you featured. Um, previously, about see that's a that's four you've been in. You, you you're you're on this moment here. <laughs> <laughs> Go on about that one. But but you know he was speaking about you know he was speaking about what is the secret of success. It's not really a secret. It's just yeah. this culture of running that's built up in Kenya, where the kids can see how well people that are living in their community are doing. And okay, it's not quite in the same level, but that's what you you have and what you had in Britain before. You know you had. Um, once you see some people having a little bit of success, no matter what level that's yeah. at, the other guys begin to believe, well, if they can do it, I can do yeah, it as yeah. well. And and it gathers a bit of momentum. You can see that now with the guys at Metro, you know, with the more and more people that are running better and better, then the other guys think, well, yeah, well, surely if he can do it, you know, if Kyle Gregg can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> definitely, yeah, well, Kyle <laughs> no, but, Gregg can do it, he's uh, <laughs> that's definitely but, but no, honestly, you know, yeah. that, that that's how it works, and that's what worked for me. My yeah. friend and rival at the time, Graham Lane, you know, Graham and I, there was nothing between us most of the time yeah. when we were racing. Graham went to the first London Marathon, finished fifth, and I thought, jeez, you know, yeah. I, surely I can match that and yeah. and the guys the other guys you know behind that we're all doing the same thing oh these guys can do it we can do it and i think you're seeing that now um yeah. and hopefully that momentum will continue Definitely. what was uh, your uh, best result at london it's, um must have been really tough back then in terms yeah of well i only did i did london a few times I, the first time i did it uh, i think it was about 15th and i, yeah. I ran 214 29 that, that position would probably get you a Definitely a top ten something. Well, <laughs> in some I, I, I don't know. It's um, you know Robbie ran two fifteen oh four two years ago, and I think he was about the same position. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. whilst at the very very front, the standards improved dramatically. Yeah. You know, it's now one in two four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I ran two fourteen, it was one in two nine. Yeah, and okay. um, so it has changed at the very very front, but 
further back, it's maybe not so it's different. The same, yeah. Um, I run two fifteen another time, and the only other times I've done it, I did a bit of pacemaking one year, and then I did it as a when I was really old. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about forty. I don't know, mid forties or something. Did you do a lot of pacemaking then? Did you only um, only once, and I yeah. hated, hated it. I, yeah, I did it in. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to tell the story again, but um, did you actually spin a pacemaker? Is that what you <laughs> No, did you no. spin the press in your face? <laughs> I was doing, <clears throat> I was doing the pacing for some of the Nike runners in yeah, the race, okay. Okay. not for the race. Yeah, and I was given an instruction for the time uh-huh. that they were looking for. But as the race developed, the leaders were going quicker than that, and I said, uh, "So okay. what do we do?" do you want to keep it at this or pick it up? I said, no, just keep it at this. So we did, and of course, they never made up the gap. <laughs> but the, the um, and I found it really quite stressful yeah. just trying to keep on that five minute, you know, it was, yeah, wasn't quite. hard to do, but but just not actually being in the race, but, you know, being Yeah, you're just kind of there, just pacing, you're not really, yeah. yeah but the, the bizarre thing was, I was only doing it for 10 miles, and uh, so after 10 miles, I, I slowed down and I saw a guy in the crowd that I knew from Aberdeen. He was living in London, but he's from Aberdeen. And he was sort of going, Fraser, and I stopped to speak to him. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're lying about fifth. <laughs> I said, no, no, I'm only doing the pacemaking. I'm not going any further. All oh, right, OK. And people round about, what's going on? <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought to get a decent run in, I'll yeah. keep jogging around. Uh-huh. And I, I thought, I'll do 22, because 22 miles was the Tower Hotel where we were staying. And I'll just stop there. Yeah. So we got to the Tower Hotel, and I'm just jogging. And the crowds were so thick, I couldn't yeah. actually get off the course. I'm trying to get through. And they're saying, no, 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 keep going. You've only four miles to go. You'll manage it. I said, I don't want to manage it. I'm wanting to stop. They're <laughs> just punching the hell in so the real, the real job getting off the course. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my pacemaker. Oh, right, so you didn't go on to win it then, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, um, so we're off track again. Oh, that's um, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, just, it's so just still on Grinchmouth. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think let's go back to the well. Let's go to the female results. So. Well, before we do that, yeah, um, Metro winning the team. We had Cameron. And Ben, yeah. Uh, but we also had Jason Kelly. That's right. Uh, just a little bit outside his PB, Jason. Mm-hmm. I think thirty-three, thirty odd. Yeah, thirty-three, yeah. thirty-one. Yeah. And but the main man, the most important guy, always when a team wins your final counter. Yeah, of course. Is Scott McLeod. Okay. Who oh, is Scott? I believe it was sixtieth. Okay. And I believe a PB for Scott as well. I don't know what his previous PB was. Thirty-five, thirty. Yep. Thirty-five, yep. thirty, but. You know, you've always got to remember that you're only as good as your yeah, your, your final counter, yeah, and yeah. that's the guy that wins you the race, the yeah. team prize. So we, well we, done, Scott. Yeah, well done, Scott. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, with the you know the twelve stage road relays and things like that, it's twelve people to count for the team. And yeah. you know, if you want to do well in team events, you have to have such a uh, you know you have to get everyone out at the same time at their peak and. Um, it must be really difficult to do, and, and you have to have a good uh, a good selection of runners to pick from as well, because yeah. there's always going to be injuries and illness and All things right. and other goals. And, and even your non-scorers yeah. are important because they're pushing back. Yeah, people from people your rival well, clubs. Yeah. So you yeah. know you've got everybody involved in in, in some ways. So, so if we ever won the the East District Ten K team, I didn't. 
I don't know. Yeah. As a met, uh, maybe uh, who knows, but I don't I'm know. sure someone will know. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> some stat will tell yeah, us. Some yeah, some stat there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so female results. Yeah. The, the winner. So Morag you, Miller. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Excellent time. Uh, 33.40 odd. Uh, and Morag is, as we mentioned, coming yep. to Balmoral next week for the 5k. And uh, um, yeah, a, a medalist uh, at the National Cross Country Championships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Morag's again a great, great runner, great pedigree. I think she was European junior 1500 That's meter right. champion back in her youth yeah. uh, and is really getting back into it again yeah. now. And, um, and Metro won the women's team prize again. They did, yeah, yeah, which is, I think it's brilliant, you know, it just shows the depth that we have at the moment uh, to, yeah. to field, you know, two male, male and female teams and for them to perform well as well. Yeah. So Claire, Claire Bruce finishing seventh in 37... 37.08 is the time I've got, but that'll yeah. be the gun time. Yeah, 37.04, yeah. 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 Um, and then second Nicola, place was, oh Nicola so I was going to go back to it Nicola oh. was what was Nicola was she 38.04 yep and Ginny Ginny Baron was 38.55 38.55 was good because Ginny has been struggling with a bit of a hip problem yeah. recently so obviously not in her peak form Fine, yeah, but um, still running well it's good yeah. to get three under 40 there yeah, and okay. And, and winning the team prize. Yeah, and then second overall for the female was Annabelle Simpson, Glasgow yep. University, 35-14. Yeah. Yep. Third was Joe Williams, Lothian Running Lothian. Club, 36-10. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good good quality field. Yeah, definitely. So what's... We had another race on. It was the Bucky 10K. So one yeah. on, on the... Just off the shore, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fish, yeah. One of the... A very fishy town, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, Bucky, Bucky 10K has been going a long time. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a Bucky 10K back in the 80s, but it, really? it went the by the wayside. So. I have no idea, um, but it sort of fell by the wayside and it started up again. But this is the 20th year that the new one, you call it a new oh, one, really? see 20 years is nothing in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, 20th year and a pretty Classy uh, winner, uh, Lachlan Oates. I, I, what, what, what the hell is he doing in Bucket? Must have went maybe. out for a run and then uh, you know, yeah, got, fell into the water and yeah. found himself in Bucket, you know. I don't know, maybe. Oh, we all well, watching in the Murray Firth. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But That's, uh, uh, you know, it's not often you get 31s, 30, 30 minute times. Well, uh, um, as, you know, Lachlan who won the Scottish 10 mile championship That's right. recently, sub 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a class runner and his time, yeah, 31.15, which as I say, the current event has been going for 20 years and that is a time, the third best time. Oh. In He's the history the of the race, time. the two best times Alan were by Mead. Simon Pride, oh, okay. uh, yeah. former world hundred k champion. I've uh, always from, looked at that time and uh, yeah, from if Keith, only one day. Yeah, so Simon in the very first year ran thirty fifty five, and then the following year did thirty one ten. So it's not far off then. And and again, you know, Lachlan way there, nearly three minutes ahead yeah. of Max Abernethy, who from Fraserburgh is only seventeen. Oh, really? A real, right. real okay. talent. Didn't realise uh, he was so young. 
Yeah, he's really coming on. Yeah. He, he ran sub 34 at the Murray 10K last okay. month. Uh, so again, that's a good performance on a, a again a windy day yeah. at, uh, at Bucky, and um, he could be a guy to look look out for in the future. Yeah, uh, to, to do to run that, he's only seventeen. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, six, you know, thirteen years, you'll be peaking. So yeah. So oh, actually, um, Max is doing uh, the 10k at Balmoral. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see, see how, how he gets on. Yeah. How he gets on there, uh, and Gordon Lennox. Gordon Lennox. A racing snake. Eh? Oh. <laughs> He's, so. You always see Gordon in the race results, that's for sure, every week. Yeah, so let's <laughs> let, 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 let's consider Gordon. Gordon. The week before, Manchester Marathon. <laughs> I don't know the full details, but he picked up a hamstring problem and had to battle through it and came in just under three hours, which yeah. for him is you know, way, way below yeah. what he's capable and of. And there he is, running, this ten, running the, the, the hamstring injury off. Yeah, and does a Bucky 10K. 10K but... Of course, he had to warm up for the Bucky 10K, so he did his Alness Park Run 5K the day before. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> it's just what, what you do. A 16-minute hour was it? Um, no, oh, this has got oh, oh, the paper. Oh, 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 oh. I, oh, I don't have his time. No, oh, no, okay. no. But he, did, he he was first anyway. In yeah. Alness. Yeah, um, and yeah. then the the women at uh, Bucky I'll give you a shout out to Ron Gold uh, oh yeah yeah first vet. first vet as well now we, we did say we'll always uh, certainly at least say the, the, the first vet in each of the categories uh, or each of the genders um, so 34 to 36 it's good to see Ron getting back into shape uh, Dave Barkley Gary Roadrunners 35-21 mm. uh, second vet and Owen, Owen Cole of Ross County AC uh, in third 35-33 so First female was hmm, just um, we shout out for the first over sixty actually Frank, okay. Frankie Barton. Oh, is that okay? Um, oh, brilliant! Frankie's been around forever, yeah. and uh, he actually has won the Bucky Ten K five times between two thousand and two and two thousand and eleven. Still going yeah, strong. Wow, a pretty good time. Thirty nine oh seven. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. You, you, you know, I remember what the year Frankie won the the Baker Hughes Ten K, and I'm sure you do. And, Mm. Was he not? Was that not his fiftieth birthday? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. hi. I mean, Frankie right. was one of these guys that got better as he got older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was thirty, he wasn't particularly yeah, strong, yeah. but he ran all his best times between forty and fifty. Yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, you know, Fraser's, Fraser's moaning about you know ah, feeling no. aches and pains. Frankie's still. still hey, Frankie's <laughs> still the same age as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no excuse. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's good mm. to see. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, yeah, female-wise, we had we yeah had the results. So we've got Kaylee, Kaylee Charrett, Charrett yeah. um, no. now running first claim for Elgin, Elgin Athletic yeah. Club, winning in thirty-six uh, forty-six, right. which is pretty similar to what she did last year when she won it as well, and finishing eighth overall. Okay, from a yeah, field yeah, of, so I think great. it was about two hundred rand. So that's, quite that's good. good yeah. yeah. Um, and then Caroline Marwick from Inverness, thirty-nine forty, and Iona Craft from Murray Roadrunners in forty-one forty-two. Another Murray runner, first over forty. Michelle Slater, forty-one forty-seven, and then Fraser was Carol Massey. Oh, hey, hey. shout out to Carol. Uh, yeah, first over. Yeah, first over fifty. 50 yeah, forty-six eleven. Yeah, and she was second vet as well even with uh, being in F50 so yeah, yeah well done to Carol and Carol Norville of Murray Roadrunners in third vet 
47-23. So well done to all the, the runners at Bucky. Perfect. Great. So yeah, there's a couple other results. Um, we had one, uh, we always mention the Squeal Hill race, so mm. there was a couple of, you know, it was quite a good, good, con- like a good quality um, field. <laughs> So I'm just loading it up just now. So well, the we spoke about him earlier. Um, Sasha, Sasha, yes, Sasha of course. Chaplin yeah. smashed the course yeah. record. So he, he smashed the course. I didn't realise. Yeah. So what mind was, you, I, I difficulty find out what the course record is because if yeah. you look at Scottish hill racing, the Scottish mm-hmm. hill runners, you get two different. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> I, I suspect the course has maybe changed over yeah, the maybe. years, but either way, it's still a record. Well, well, ho- hopefully, Sasha didn't go the wrong way this time. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, you haven't really got much room for error since the, the courses, you know, the the times are one and 26, 28 minutes. So, yeah, uh, yeah so you, you clear, clear minute ahead of James Espy, D side. He's also been on the podcast. Um, and uh, Andy Fallas of Carnethy in third, 27.05. We had female-wise, we had Helen, sorry, Jill, Jill Stephen, HBT, 33.41. So she's from Dufton. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, I, I, I caught up with her um, when I was doing the guest speaking at the HBT do. And uh, <laughs> she, she, she kindly let me stay at her place. What a, what a night that was. Jeez. <laughs> Never go back to HPT, do that. Oh, oh. You've got a brave man so, to go so to any <laughs> HPT social event. Yeah. <laughs> um, and second female was Heather Anderson, 5AC. And third was Ruth Crew of Westerlands. Uh, so, yeah, well done to the, the runners at the school hill race. So, what else? Do we have anything else? Um, we had uh, Brighton, Brighton, Brighton yeah, yeah, Brighton, yeah. Do you yeah. tell us about uh, that? Some class there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Steph Twell yeah. from well, three-time Olympian won the Scottish women's cross-country yeah. title in February. Uh, won the women's race at Brighton in thirty-one fifty-eight. That's, that's going. Which that? I reckon is the third fastest ever by a Scot. Oh, really? Or 10k on oh, the wow. road. Okay. And the only two quicker are the McColgans. Liz, oh. um, in, in, Liz in 1989 ran 30.39 in Orlando. And Ailish this year in Doha ran 31.51. Okay. So you've got McColgan, McColgan, and yeah, 12. Um, so that's so, not bad. That's, uh, it, I mean, I think the strength of female distance running in Scotland is just amazing at the moment you yeah know, we've got so many good runners here and um, um, you know this the, I, I think even about 10 years ago it was it wasn't that normal to see someone run a 33 10k but now it's just that there's yeah. so many good you know, female runners running well i think again it's that you know people now believing yeah you know, as they see some success that they yeah. can do even better and you know let's not forget mary mclennan finishing second and a fantastic pb as well uh, 37 seconds off her previous best 32.59 uh, getting under that 33 minute That's barrier as well to run that time. again an Inverness runner Inverness yeah based in Edinburgh but an Inverness Harrier yeah. and uh, had a fantastic run at the World Cross last month where she was 8th European I think yeah, uh, finishing right. in the mid 30s uh, and that I think is the 10th fastest ever by a Scot oh, so, really? okay. um, so some fantastic running there brilliant yeah, yeah. Oh, if I could dream of those times these days. 
Good stuff. So, any other results? Um, well, we'll just quite give a few. A, it's quite a lot, really, wasn't it, to, yeah, to go through? Just a quick mention to Kenny Wilson, who has had his ups and downs this year. Mm-hmm. We had a sickness bug recently, and he's recovered from that, so he decided to have an outing in the the Murray, the Elgin Park Run, okay. uh, and set a course record. Oh, did he? Uh, 15.29. Oh, that's a, that's which, some going in that course. I, I did that course the, week, the day of my wedding. <laughs> and I was uh, okay. I wasn't training for it because it was a week after Loch Ness Marathon, and I think I was like sixth in the race. Because obviously, when you invite uh, people to a wedding, you know, runners to a wedding, it's all your your yeah. pals, and they're all faster than me that day. So uh, I think uh, I think that was probably you know I, my time wasn't that fast, but uh, that was a, a good standard Elgin Park run that day. But Absolutely. Yeah, good, so good yeah, I think he was just um, looking for a, a run out. Just a wee jog. Yeah. A wee 15, 20 jog, eh? No, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else going on at the weekend. Uh, probably not. I think, uh, I seem to remember there was some metros going to the Angus Half Marathon. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, was that on? I didn't I do actually know what the results were for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, apologies, folks. The, yeah. Yeah, the only one I would mention from last week, I, I mentioned it. We didn't. We mentioned the Tay Ten as a preview, but the I haven't got the results in front of me again for the Tay Ten. But a big shout out to Jonathan Peebles for uh, winning that race, and I think he, a, a huge PB. I think it was like a three four minute PB for for him uh, to run fifty five thirty odd, um, and yeah, and I think Rory Campbell from Metro was second in that race. Uh, so yeah, well done to people, everyone doing the Tay Ten. So we're running out of time, Fraser. So one thing uh, we we always speak about is is runners' rants. Now um, we've got a couple of them there, so I think there's certainly time for for one of them. So do you want to do, do you want to choose choose the rant for um, for this one? <laughs> well, I thought they they were all interesting. Um, is there one that stands out for you that you would? Can maybe could we could we run quickly through them all? Just uh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's okay, yeah, let's, let's go, go for it. Go for we'll, it. Right. Races yeah. without a license. Don't say the guy's name. He told us not to. He, he made it anonymous. Yeah, right, we, okay. we did shout him out, but yeah. <laughs> he's probably I, get. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know your <laughs> thoughts, but I mean, I, I share the frustration. Uh, you know, when you run, you turn up for a race, you do it, and you run a good time. You want to know that it's held under. Yeah, proper rules and has been measured accurately. Measured yeah. accurately being the the key thing, yeah. and uh, there's nothing worse than not having your performance recognised. I don't know what can be done about it. Uh, you know, it's up to individual race organisers to decide whether they want to get a permit from Scottish Athletics or not. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so one of them is you know, it's like the the ranter is, is mentioned. He scored two PBs at road races over the win the winter and. Uh, they didn't renew their pseudoscience uh, products, which claim all sorts of I fantabulous. Think that's another rant. <laughs> Is that another rant? Oh, sorry. Yeah. oh God! Yeah. Right, sorry about that. <laughs> just uh, I'm, I'm not reading. I'm, I'm just reading words there, not actually. <laughs> actually thinking of what I'm saying. I think the rant is basically just about. Events yes. not having permits yeah. and therefore their time's not appearing in yeah. power of ten. So I think it's, it is a good point because when it comes to qualifying times. If your if the race isn't an official race, then it wouldn't depend on what the time is. You know, for things like mm-hmm. Boston, it might not actually count yeah. towards um, you know a, a qualifying time. So I, I you know it's definitely worth 
uh, you know, making sure that before you sign up and if you're aiming for a PB and you want it to be officially ratified mm. to, to, to to double check it is and, and not waste your time especially yeah. if you put in devote all that training into one race and you then realise it's not actually going to be a PB because it hasn't been officially measured it doesn't show up in power of 10 then you're stumped unfortunately folks um, and yeah the, the, you know I, I, and I think it is good that it's been sta- you know standardised as well and, and you know they are getting checked because there's many races where you can just say right I'm just going to measure it with my Garmin and it's going to be a 10k <laughs> and it's actually you know Garmin's or not Garmin's but uh, GPS watches aren't you know they're not, not they're not accurate you know they're not 100% accurate Um so what, what's your thoughts on that then, Fraser? Well, I, you, I think you, I, th- I think you should get Tom back to give a, 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 a an overview of course measurement because yes, uh, so he's, he's, he's training to, yeah, to be right, an official yeah. course measurer. You know, I think the whole subject. So many stories about races not being courses not being accurately measured. That's a whole topic. So oh, if you maybe yeah. follow up on the on the rant yeah, about I think it'd be quite good unlicensed races and yeah. the whole course measurement thing. I, I very briefly, vaguely recall a race where people ran exceptionally quick times and the race organiser saying, no, no, there's not a problem. It was measured with a police car. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it, it had to be accurate. Not a police car, but if it was another car, it would be accurate. Yeah, no, yeah, a police car, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, another time yeah. for a, a discussion on that. Yeah, definitely. So the next one was pseudoscience, products which claim all sorts of fantabulous benefits without the goods to back it, back it up. I work in healthcare research, says our ranter. Yeah. Uh, and there's no way we'd be able to use a product on some of the wafer-thin, non-existent evidence the sports industry gets away with. So, what's your view on that, Kyle? Are you a user of various well, products? Well, not, not, not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I like to just to keep it fairly basic, to be honest. Like, you know, I think if you have a good diet um, and you, you have a lot of nutrition, I, I like... I eat so much food and I love food. Like if somebody said, what's your, your hobby? It'd be running, uh, running and eating. Uh, maybe running, drinking, running, eating and, and drinking. That, that's my, maybe not my main hobby. <laughs> that's what I do a lot of, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm drinking, I say drinking as in not beer. I'm not like a alcoholic or anything. You know, I do like it, the odd beer here and there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you get enough goodness in if you have a decent decent enough diet, you know? Um, and if you're eating a, a shared load of food, if you, if you don't get all your vitamins and minerals within that, then there's something wrong, you know? Yeah. You, you, you're obviously eating a lot of processed junk. Yeah. Um, well, as my old friend Ron Mon used to say, he's an exercise physiologist, yeah. was one of the top he's guys. He's got some, many, you know, some interesting books. And he's yeah, I mean, he's, science, he's one of the world's top um, physio- exercise physiologists. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically always said the same thing, you know. He says, "No, he says if you're eating sensibly, that's that's all you need to do. This yeah. other stuff's just a, a gimmick." Just, yeah. um, but the ranter goes on to say, you know, some of the made-up language to describe a product to differentiate it from something which isn't discernibly different from a bog-standard basic one is an issue. To make it worse, they jack up the price for this nonsense. Food, shoes, bags, everything. <laughs> And, yeah. Most importantly, running isn't as bad as cycling for this, so, which uh, I yeah I think, but I think it's starting to 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 get that way though. I think running's starting to become like cycling, 
you know, with with the, yeah. the you know, and I'm I'm someone. Okay, I've got a pair of these night vapor flies, but to be honest, you know, it's it's not long before there's going to be so many gadgets that are going to be saying this is performance enhancing. Yeah, uh, there, there's another good topic. I think the the, the, the good old vapor fly. The vapor fly, four <laughs> percent. Oh, right. yeah, we're always going on about it, but uh, yeah. Well, but, I mean, while you're on the show, what's you know, back back in your day, you know, you just ran in a pair of plumsels <laughs> with a, a wee well, night tick on it. <laughs> I just drew it on, so, yeah. <laughs> you, you were sponsored by Nike as well, weren't you? Yeah, for yeah. about, um, I don't know, seven seven or eight years maybe. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah I mean, uh, but, you know, shoes changed dramatically during my time from, from being really nothing much more than a piece of cardboard yeah. in the sole to, to, you know, pretty elaborate things, not quite the way we have them today. And, um, there's been a lot of research done. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's a whole topic for discussion yeah, yeah. in its own right. I, I think there's maybe something in it. I think there is probably an advantage in it. But at the end of the day, it's still not going to make you a better runner unless you're trained. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you do no training, put on a pair of Nike vapor flies, yeah. you're not going to run <laughs> very quick. So, um, you know, again, it's a massive discussion, but. You know, if, if say something like the vapor flies was available back when you're running, you know, you got your two eleven. What do you think? Do you think you could have run? In, you know, I I don't know. I don't think you can compare because even then, I mean, the shoes I wore for racing were pretty light. Yeah. You know, and I don't know about these carbon plates and that, but I just felt when I put on my racing shoes because they were so fast. much lighter than yeah. you usually wear, you just immediately felt better. Yeah. And yeah, they probably because they're lighter, you're carrying slightly less weight. But it's just that feeling of, you know, I feel lighter, I feel good, I'm tapered yeah. for the race. So you, yeah, but who's to say, you know, I, I still think end of the day, you've got to be fit enough to run the times. Yeah. I w it'd be interesting, you know, to have some proper analysis of it because I, I do feel, you know, when I, I don't have the expensive versions yeah. I've got, I can't remember which one it is, but the next level down. And, and when I've worn them, I do run better yeah. now, whether it's psychological because Could you be think a combination maybe yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. is yeah. but um but, i mean you know what other than shoes what what else could make running performance well, enhancing though that that's why you know cycling there's you know you've got the bike you know the makeup of the bike the yeah. wheels the, the 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 type of you know the carbon the you know the design of it like whereas running like I, you know, other than obviously you've you've got performance enhancing drugs, which is you know that's not the discussion at the moment. It's yeah, you know, I don't think there's really anything else that really can make no. Run, I mean, you I, run faster. I think, I think there's slight things. That, training, obviously. Yeah, slight things. Obviously, you know, if if um, it's debatable, if the shoes are better, whether they help you or not, if they're more protective and avoid help you avoid injury, that's a that's a benefit. Yeah. Um, I think the the clothing now is. A benefit in all the technical stuff, which I was saying earlier, you know, I used to go out for a long run in yeah. cotton, and you know, with the sweat, and if it was a rainy day, this thing would weigh a ton by the time you'd finished. Whereas now you can dress fairly light and yeah. be comfortable in your run, so you're going to run in training. You're going to be able to perform a little bit better, but after, you know, the comfort, yeah. Therefore, you can run yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I read um, there's a guy. Uh, said he went into his uh, local running store and he added up the cost of all the things that 
were being advertised yeah. that you must have as a runner. Yeah. He says, if I wanted to be a runner and bought everything that people were saying I should, it would have cost me £1,500. <laughs> he says, if I actually tallied up the cost of what I basically need, yeah. a pair of shoes, shorts, and a t-shirt, it was like £150. So, right. you know, how much of that stuff yeah, do you it's, really it's need? Essential, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I think it is nice that, you know, you've got a lot of choice in what you can wear and, it, you know, yeah. it defines, it can define you as a runner what you wear. You know, I, you know, so I, I, you know, I'm luckily enough to um, get some salmon kit and I think it's fashionable and, you know, I'll go, you know, I'll go out in town with my, my salmon kit on and <laughs> feel quite, feel quite, like, cool compared to me before, you know, wearing, yeah. wearing the odd rags here and there, but, uh, and yeah, I mean, I believe in, I believe in the tra- the shoes that they, they run in, certainly for the, the trails and the, the hills. And, yeah. Um, it might not necessarily give me a performance enhancement but it certainly it makes me feel confident yeah well if you feel race, feel yeah. good that's that's yeah. part of it you know it's just enhan- as you say enhances the confidence and the feeling good feeling yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah that's that's an interesting one thanks for that annan <laughs> another annan <laughs> yeah so what else have um, we got here we've we've got oh. another we've got a, a couple other rants here don't we? we've got this oh, one yeah. is the virtual. Have you heard of virtual races before? Ah, yeah. Well, strangely, I just saw one did yesterday. You just sign up to one, did you? <laughs> all, all my running's <laughs> virtual, yeah. But I, I just saw one yesterday. Jog Scotland are promoting a virtual 5K. You okay. pay about eleven ninety nine to sign up, and then you you've got about a month to run 5K. At the end of it, you tell them you've done it, and they'll send you a medal. So you're paying for the medal, basically. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I, I get it. I think if it makes, if it's going to be another way that people are going to, you know, people who don't want to do a race or a park run, they just want to run it on their own. Yeah. And they want to be part of a challenge. Then, yeah, I think that's if it gets more people into the sport, it, you know, it might be a a stepping stone into to run in a real race or a real a real run like a park run or something but hmm. um but I, th- I, th- I think as as the the ranter says um you know is it just a money-making scheme or is it actually helping promote the yeah. sport in the way that you're you're, you're speaking about it and yeah. it's probably a bit of both yeah well, let, well let's read it out so this whole virtual race farce that seems to have popped up you enter a race an exclamation by um, quotes online then just complete it when you want whether that's in the treadmill during a training run etc then you get a custom medal i just don't understand why anyone would feel the need to do this just go and enter a proper race surely there's no merit to getting a medal from a 5k run in the treadmill i appreciate that the website i was on said it raised money for charity but the small print states at least 20 percent of entry fee goes to charity so up to 80 percent must be going to line in someone's pocket once website medal costs are removed just seems like a bit of a scam. Maybe I've completely got the wrong end of the stick. Now, he's got a fair point. You know, I, I think I don't. You know, I, I don't know what race this is, but I mean, Jog Scotland. I'm sure that the merits of Jog Scotland will be completely different to, a, you know, yeah. a, a, a company or um, a business. Yeah, I mean, I think to be fair, you know, Jog Scotland's remit is, again, as you mentioned, yeah. is it's about trying to encourage people in the sport and yeah. keep them in, in running as a good, healthy activity and yeah. that is you know an additional way of doing it we don't know which one um, the the ranter is, is referring yeah. to but uh, if it is portrayed as being something that's raising money for charity 
and only 20% of it's going to charity then. In the small print as well, it's... Uh, yeah, then I you, mean, uh, you know, at least he's, they've, put, they've said that in the small print. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's events out there who don't even... They just say it's going to charity. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, very little is going to charity. But, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I'm on the fence with it. Um, you know, people enter, you know, based on the, the understanding that what they're doing is going to wherever it's, the money's going to, and um, you know, it's it, the decision lies. It's it, the decision is uh, for the runner to decide what they're going to do. But, um, yeah. but I do think you know why why do a virtual race when you can just go and do a race with other people? Yeah. And I, I think uh, there's there's a place for it occasionally. You know, at a situation last year with a great Aberdeen runner the year before, where there was a group of guys from a. Uh, oil and gas company were wanting to do it but half of them were going to be offshore ah, okay, at the right. time so they said well we could do it on a treadmill mm-hmm. um, and compare our times you know, ah, do the 10k right, okay. on a treadmill now I think that's great you yeah, know yeah, yeah. where you you cannot get to the event yeah you know, well, that, similar that's... to the London Marathon uh, I think the year I did it 2016 the the astronaut the British astronaut he ran the, oh, yeah, yeah. the marathon <laughs> uh, up in up in space, didn't he? <laughs> on, yeah. on the space station, uh, while while we were we were running the marathon, so that was yeah. that was pretty special. So we'll let him off since he was in yeah, space. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah the, 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 good, I think there is a role for it. But I think, as the ranter says, it's quite right. If it's purely a a way of trying to screw more money out of people, then yeah, yeah. maybe not. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we've got a final rant. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to name the Ali's not Ali McIver. So Ali, Ali's been a, a good big follower of the 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 show, and I, I really I really I think it's a, a great rant. Um, so following on from Tom's comments about the impending avalanche of praise for a shit run in Boston, <laughs> um, I hope no one's given Tom a well done on Strava. He 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 did say that he wasn't wanting that. He wanted people to be honest that he had a shite run. So shite run you had Tom at Boston. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so there you go, Tom. Uh, kudos for warm-ups. Who does that? Why? People need to be more selective with their kudos, not just dish it out willy-nilly to every Tom, Dick, and K babe. <laughs> uh, fair enough. We all need we all need a bit of peer peer praise to make us feel good now and then. But if you give us kudos for a warm-up or a cool-down, then you've kind of missed the point here. So please, people, don't give your kudos away cheaply. Make people earn it. So. Uh, Fraser, I'm going to call you Tom there, probably it's a bit of an insult. To, um, so have you, you've got Strava, don't you? I, I think uh, you're, you're the, you know, I remember when you, you followed me, I thought, geez, this is like the, the most famous person I've got who's followed me on Strava. Fraser, I don't know what I'm doing. Am I following you? I don't why know. Is <laughs> Maybe I followed you then. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got, I'm on Strava, but there's nothing there. <laughs> nothing being recorded. But I, I'm, I maybe missed a bit here of um, kudos for warm-ups. Do you, know what, and, do you know what kudos is? I know what kudos yeah, is, yeah. yeah, but it seems like people are congratulating folk for their warm-up. Yeah, that's correct. Right. So yeah. people, I, I know when it comes, you know, some people like to separate their their sessions on yeah. Strava, so they like to have, you know, that, you know, and it makes sense when you come to analysing your session and your splits yeah. and things, so... People put, they'll upload the warm up, then they'll upload the main session, and they'll yeah. upload the cool down. Um, now I've done it, like you know, I've put warm up, and I'm getting like, you know, I, I'm not going to say a hundred k die, but you know, two k die or something like that. But yeah, it's 
it's a bit like Facebook, you know. I think you can just like things without even reading them, and uh, just you know, a nice thing to do. But uh, but yeah, I agree. I think you know what's the the, the point of the warm up to stick it on is more for your own um, recording rather than to you know to get kudai from it. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I th- yeah, I, th- I think it's it's easy. People just go on and start ticking here, ticking, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, I must admit, the other week I was totally delighted. My Garmin told me that I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bag behind and go. <laughs> got an on fire badge. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? What place was that? Oh goodness knows. <laughs> uh, there's something not uh, you know because technologically I'm maybe not. Yeah. very well clued up in these things <laughs> somehow every time I go out for a run it's telling me I've got a PB <laughs> so see now fun. it's going to be clever when it realises your history and go this guy <laughs> and, and you'll just get a horn, a torrent of abuse from yeah. Garmin saying what's happened to yeah, you wouldn't it, wouldn't it be good if they could automatically respond like that yeah. saying that was a shite run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for Tom's sake as well you know when he's running and he's running a 247 Tom, what were you doing? Did you stop or something? Are you kissing the, the Boston ladies in the yeah. tunnel, you know? Yeah, <laughs> joining the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's a wider issue there about, you know, I, I'm all for encouraging people and being positive, but sometimes I think it is over the top. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like every run. Yeah. You know, and I, especially even training runs, you know, it's a training run. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got, yeah you're right. I mean, I think... People do, and you know, I'm certain. You know, that we've got a, a variety of listeners, and um, you know, we're all different, and we all take take um, you know, acknowledgement and, and praise different ways. But there's pressure sometimes on you know when you're uploading sessions on the you know your your hmm. you, you know for everyone to see. People people will look at how you're running, and and you know they'll judge your 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 training and. They'll judge how, without knowing the conditions, and sometimes uh, you know y- y- your history of, yeah. of running. And, my uh, my fear is it affects how people actually conduct their training. Yeah. Because just for that very reason yeah, yeah. that instead of thinking how do I feel today, you know how hard am I going to push it? They're thinking this is going to be on Strava, and people are going to look at it and they'll think so. I'd better, you know. Then maybe it's then affecting how they actually carry out that run, yeah. rather than you know if you didn't have that, and you are not having a good day, you're not having a good day, yeah. and you know you would just do whatever you do, and yeah. it, you're the only person that knows. Yeah. But as soon as you're putting it out there, you're thinking, ah, oh, you know what are people going to say about yeah. that, or what they're going to think, and really it's irrelevant. But yeah, um, it, 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 I think that's it's a really for me anyway. If there's one, I'm you know I'm sure you'll you'll be the same, Fraser. One bit of advice would be. If you don't feel like you want to run hard, just run how you feel in the day. You know, don't. Yeah. And you've talked about this in the past. Uh, yeah. Is run by feel and effort, not by pace. Um, and you're going to get so much more bang for your buck. And uh, and that's something I've I've really taken away from what you said about that. And you know, I've always thought that. But even in the hundred k, when it when it came to looking at pace, I mean, okay, I had an, a kind of target pace, but I got to about 60, 70k, and I threw my watch off because I didn't want to see my pace. I thought it's irre- irrelevant now because I'm I'm not gonna try and hold that pace anymore. Yeah. It's gonna put me off. So I just ran by feel and and I think it, it, you know it warranted the, uh, me running better because I was focused on effort. I was focused on control myself. I wasn't getting caught up with 
having to catch up on, on yeah. the mile splits and things. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, th- I think all of that stuff is, is brilliant. Sorry. For, Sorry. Brilliant for analysing yeah. your training, your racing. You know, but that's it. You know, yeah. that's its main, to me, that's its main benefit and function. Um, but as soon as you're putting it out there and being worried about what other people are do are yeah. thinking and l- are looking at what other people are doing, you know, it's all it's just muddling your yeah, mind, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just do your own thing. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> I agree. I completely agree with that. So that's it. Uh, yeah, that's quite a good few rants we've we've had there. So yeah. the last bit we'll we'll chat about upcoming races. What's what's on this this weekend? Have we got anything oh, coming up? It's quite a lot of races now, you know. It's coming to that yeah. season where there's. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think this weekend's relatively quiet. Um, okay. You know, it's a lull before the storm. We've got Balmore all the week after, That's and then right. Hughes, London DHTE, Marathon, London Marathon, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Highland Fling, is it? That's yeah. That yeah. this next weekend as uh, well. Yeah. But this weekend, um, in terms of, of running event, there's a there's a ten k at Wick. Oh, wait, come on, <laughs> so there you go. Head up there, um, but only, Andy Douglas is up. actually Andy Douglas is doing that. Is he? Uh, well, it's a sort of local oh, race for, for, for him, so it should be it's a bit. It's actually quicker to get to England than it is to get to Wick. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. I think James Espy's running uh, a British Fell Runners Championship race okay. in Ireland, Morn. Oh yeah, I've heard that Morn Skyline. I think that's. I think that's this weekend. Okay. Um, apart from that, yeah. Any any races that you're all doing, listeners, feel free, good luck and um, yeah, and hope you get get the time you're looking for, get the placing you're looking for, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be. Oh, I just remembered one, Kyle, the Scotty Hill race. Is that that's on all actually? That's on this, this Thursday. Uh, Thursday, actually. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, an yeah. evening thing now. Yeah. It's, it, I think that's quite exciting. Have it. Is it the same course? Then is it the two laps? You do? So yeah. Oh, if I'm yeah. free, I might give it a bash. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've got two unders planned for tomorrow, so I don't know how fresh I'll be. But yeah, yeah, well. yeah it's that, that, is that your first hill race, Scotty? Um, well, I did Scotty quite a few times. <laughs> um, don't, no, I don't. I think the first hill race I ever did was the Lowlands of Fife. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. When it was, it was maybe a different course now, but I really enjoyed that. Other yeah. than the the descent was like jumping off a cliff because <laughs> I, I, I remember I, I'd never done anything like it and Mel Edwards lured me into doing it so just good a, positive mindset just a, I could be fine just yeah. a slight undulation here and there <laughs> um, and it, it, I mean you climbed straight up yeah. one moment hands and knees yeah. ran fairly undulating to the oh. other one then ran back and then dropped down I remember on the way back there was a guy, Brian Finlayson, who was a sort of top Scottish hill runner at the time from yeah. Loch Aber, of course. And I was catching him, catching him all the way back. And just as we got to the start of descent, he was only, I don't know, 10 metres ahead yeah. of me. And he just, he was like a mountain goat. He just disappeared <laughs> off this edge. <laughs> and now I'm sort of <laughs> tiptoeing down. I, mean, I think he probably took a minute off me over you know, oh. whatever the descent yeah. was. I was just, I went, what? Okay. Yeah. Well, crazy I, yeah it is isn't it it's, it's just a different skill set isn't it yeah but Scotty I always enjoy Scotty it's a different course now yeah. from the original one but okay. uh, yeah. oh well, well anyone doing that they, yeah good luck to, to all you hill runners doing that and possibly new new runners to the, the, the sport of hill running as well um, so yeah so that, that rounds up is there anything else you want to chat about Fraser Oh, I think we've ranted on, ranted long on enough, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> ranted and rambled on enough. So, <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us, folks, you can get us at uh, email tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. We've also got 
Oh, we've also got the Tartan Running Shorts website as well. And Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts and our Twitter handle at Tartan Shorts. So, yeah, that's about it. Thanks so much again for coming on the show, Fraser. And, uh, yeah, we will... Um, I'll see you at Balmoral uh, yeah a absolutely yeah, well, it's been yeah. a pleasure I really enjoyed it yeah. Yeah. thank you Cheers. come back next year <laughs> <laughs> might have to get you on in a few episodes time so we've got the Tarn Running Shorts birthday party coming up soon so oh. you'll be one of the guests uh, invites oh, wow. over to that so uh, uh, more details to follow regarding that very good okay thanks again folks see you later sorry to interrupt the soundtrack folks I almost forgot to tell everyone about the winner of the guest Tom's Marathon time at Boston. So the winner is, drum roll, Colin Whitby. So well done, Colin. You'll be getting a pair of tartan running shorts as soon as possible. Once we sort out the first order, we'll get them sent to you. So thank you very much for everyone who participated in the competition. We had a staggering 100 plus entries. So the actual time tom's actual time was 247 yeah 247.32 and colin guessed 247.30 so well done thank you see ya